Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mickey's podcast. Uh, my name is John Jagu. Glad to have you guys uh, with us this evening. As always, we do have, like we mentioned earlier, we have a, a lot to get to, so uh, we'll jump into that. I'm having technical difficulties. I'm not sure what's going on with my with my audio, but we'll get that figured out here in, in a second. But uh do want to thank you guys for joining us. We are live on YouTube, as we always are, Wednesday night, usually around 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern, and... 7:30 Pacific. Uh, we'd love for you to join uh, as, us on the chat on YouTube. Uh, normally, we would have a telephone line for y'all to call in and, and join in on the fun, but that will not be available tonight. We'll, we'll make sure we have that going for you guys next week. But uh, I am John Jagu. We have a, a, a another panel of, of of experts joining us tonight, and we'll be talking about, of course, the two uh, qualifying matches that Mexico played. Over the weekend and yesterday uh, in Mexico City and in Trinidad, and they won both matches, uh, 2-0 to Costa Rica and 1-0 over uh, the Trinidad and Tobago team uh, down in Port of Spain. So congratulations to Mexico for that. Uh, you know, uh, we'll talk about uh, Hawaii a little bit later, but, uh, you know, I just, I think that, I think that the, we need to get the campaign going to uh, make sure that Joel uh, does the pulido haircut when Chivas wins the championship because because even Profe Osorio got a got a new do after after winning. So we'll we'll, we'll dive into that uh here a little bit uh, later. And of course Albert at Chiquiscampa will be joining us in and out. He's uh right now he has been uh contracted to go he's like the what was that Jason Statham movie where uh he he's like the the, the driver Joel, you know what I'm talking about? I'm not familiar with that one John. I know the movie I just can't remember the name. Yeah. Well, anyway, so so that's what uh, the transporter. That's what uh, Cheeky says right now. He's he's the transporter. He's he's been he's been contracted to go go pick up someone at the at the San Antonio airport. So uh, he'll be uh, checking in with us uh, momentarily. But you guys heard voices. Let's go ahead and introduce them. Uh, first, we'll introduce in uh, Escondido, California, Daniel Preciado, who joins us live uh, from the West Coast. Daniel, how are you, sir? I'm good, John. Good evening. Good evening, Joel. Good evening. Daniel, Pretty uh, exciting stuff, man. Uh, we're, uh, we're well, maybe not exciting, but uh, happy. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna qualify, caminando. Caminando, he says. Well, you have to be particularly happy with how well your uh, your uh, the, the beard played. He uh, Nestor Araujo had a, you know, almost a breakout performance as far as uh, as as really 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 solidifying himself on the on the back line of Mexico. Yeah, I mean, there's been rumors of him uh, possibly getting a. Some offers from from abroad, but uh, um, I'll be happy for him to stay as long as he can. But yeah, he's he's had a good a uh, good showing. Yeah, he's done he's done very well, and and he's terrific in the air as as he showed uh, and it has shown this season with Santos, and again he showed at the Estadio Azteca, which uh, uh, in my opinion was uh, probably the biggest goal of the of the weekend. But we'll we'll talk about that uh, in more depth here in a little bit. And of course, uh, we will talk to uh, South Los Angeles. Jose Joel Aceves joins us. Joel, uh, I, I would play your your usual your usual theme, but I can't uh, seem to get it to play right now. I'm not sure what's going on, so we'll get that uh, figured out and, uh, and 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 playing for you. So I do apologize, but uh, now's a good chance for him to to sing it himself. That's true. Oh, That's true. No, no. <laughs> I don't want to murder the song. Um, no, life is good right now, John. Chivas is atop the table, and so is the Selección. There's little to complain about. 
they they have uh, they have uh, uh, performed well enough to to get the six points. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that uh, here here in a minute. Uh, but uh, let's uh, let's talk about it right now. Why not? Let's jump in. Let's uh, let's uh, talk about the first game first. Uh, and uh, of course, we'll do this for uh, uh, for you folks. We'll uh, talk obviously these two games. We'll talk qualifying around the world because there was uh, there were some some pretty big uh, teams that uh, looked really good and some uh, not so much. And we'll talk about Concacaf, of course, and then we'll finish it up with a little Liga Mekis talks because we have a uh, uh, just a, a, a one of our one of one of one of the sports great ambassadors just really telling it like it is, and we'll uh, we'll get into that a little bit later as well. So, uh, Joel, I think uh, last week, almost to a man, we were expecting Mexico to beat Costa Rica. A lot of us, I think, uh, had 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 picked uh, the two zero scoreline. I believe you did. I believe Dan, you did as well, and. Uh, that's exactly what happened, and it, it, it could not have uh, come off better with, with the way the game uh, started and then and then played out after that. Yeah, Costa Rica was off talk, John. When push came through, shove, or however the saying goes, they failed to deliver. Although in that first half, they did have, uh, after the early goal, they did have a few chances to tie it up, which, you know, it brought back some some bad memories, John. Well, you know they were gonna, you know that they were gonna react, and 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 that's why you have a goalie. But you know the goalie's there as the last line of defense, and we had a goalie that 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 that, that made stops that had to happen. And after that uh, ten minute burst that Costa Rica had offensively, they really didn't do uh, much of anything. And I think uh, a big reason to that, I think Dan, that you pointed this out while we we're having our 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 in game uh, discussion. Was that uh, that uh, Jonathan dos Santos had a, a terrific game, and, and and one of his one of the areas that I thought that he absolutely did the best that, uh, in was uh, making sure that Brian Ruiz did not really get going. I think that he really put the clamps on him, and uh, it's it's not anything that people will ever talk about because you know it's not the uh, you know it's it's not the aesthetic part of the game, but it was incredibly important, and uh, you know Jonathan, in my opinion, is is, is making a uh, a huge play to be a, a very integral part of how Mexico plays uh, this summer. I was surprised that he got the start uh, just because I didn't think he he had Osorio's com- um, confidence, but happily surprised that he did get the start in and surprised how well he did defensively. I mean, obviously I've seen him in play in, in, in Spain, but, you know, seeing, seeing him play uh, with the national team is, you know, you get a, you know, a better, a better idea. And I was just really, really impressed with just how relentless, relentless he was with just uh, whoever was whoever had the ball. He was just on, on their heels constantly, not letting them breathe. And it just—he just seemed like he was never because uh, he didn't seem like. I guess I was surprised because he seems slow. He doesn't seem like the fastest player, but he, his efforts uh, all there. And obviously, I mean, the other parts of his game are well known, but I didn't. I was really pleasantly surprised with his defensive, uh, you know, defensive play throughout the entire game. Oh, is that Chiquis? Is that you? You were gonna uh, pop in before you head down? I got some time. Yeah, like twenty minutes. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, well, was, you know Chiquis, that's called. Chiquis Campa joins us, everybody. I'm sorry, from uh, from Kyle, Texas. Go ahead, Chiquis. I was gonna say that uh, um, what Dan was talking about with Jonah. To me, it seems like it was like the the carrot on the stick technique where. Uh, it seems like the the national team spot for Jonah has been like dangling there for so long, 
and now that he finally got a chance and whenever he would get a chance eventually he was going to make you know make the most he can out of it and and just hustle and try his best. And I think that's what, exactly what he did. He was running all over the place defensively. And, and and let's give him full credit for not only doing that, but also doing it in his first game ever, ever at the Azteca. And and he, uh, I know that he slowed down just a, you know maybe a little bit in the in the last half of the second half. I mean, he obviously didn't have the same uh, tenacity, but who does? But you know, he didn't have to be subbed out. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't causing uh, his. He, he wasn't having pass, you know, passes flojos and anything like that. I mean, he he may not have been running as much, but he made sure that he was still, you know, well within, uh, you know, control of himself. And it, uh, no, I he 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 put on a, a terrific performance. And 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 the other player that 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 played really well, you know, to no to no one's surprise was was Carlos Vela, who is clearly, uh, I think that I think he showed this again. Uh, in, in these past two games, even the, the little bit he played against uh, Trinidad, he's clearly Mexico's best player. I think that there's no that there's not even a close second. There, there's no question, at least offensively, there's no question that that Carlos Vela is, is Mexico's most most influential and dangerous player. And he showed it again uh, against uh, Costa Rica with uh, just a fantastic pass and then uh, a really good corner kick. Yeah, that pass, that pass. He had vision on that pass. I was like. With his right foot too. Yeah, the best part of that pass is is that they saw each other and they recognized they both recognized it immediately. I mean, you, you you could just see on the replay that they both they both caught each other's eye at the same time, and you know they they made it happen, man. It was uh, it, it was a beautiful thing, and then that was the uh, a, a hugely important part of the game. Not not only the fact that they scored early, but the fact that it was Chicharito that scored that really uh, that really lit up the Azteca. They, they were in, in a partying mood after that, which uh, hasn't usually been the case when Mexico plays lately at the Azteca. So it, uh, it, was, it, it was obviously a huge goal to get it early. I think uh, equally as important was the fact that it was Chicharito that did it because, uh, you know, for better or for worse, he is the, the face of the team. And uh, if, if he plays well, then, then usually Mexico plays well. I think more importantly for, for his psyche, it was important for him to get that goal. Um, but he's still struggling. I, I, at least uh, some of his uh, goal scoring prowess, he, he's still not 100% there. I mean, obviously, we'll get to that other game, uh, the Trinidad game, but he missed some chances. Um, but that, it was, it was a great goal. Yeah. And um, he also, remember in that second half, right before he, he, he uh, was subbed out, that pass he laid out for Jurgen was, was absolutely terrific, too. I mean, it was just, it was the two, the two best uh, plays in, in the game. And unfortunately, Jurgen, has the, uh, you know, he's like an in, like the, the worst of both roles. He's an indecisive Cabrito Arellano. So not only can he not score, he, he can't decide when to not score. So it's uh, very difficult it, for you to go. It's kind of like uh, no matter what he chooses, you know it's going to be the it's wrong decision. Be the wrong one. <laughs> he should be like George. Like, like what would I do here? I should do the exact opposite of what I would <laughs> Yes. Do. And then he start playing <laughs> But it was just like, you know, I mean, the, the, the few times that where he – his first touch was really good. He he had control of the ball. Then he had time and space to think about what he what he needed to do. He would just, I mean, some of those crosses he just launched them, right? Uh, and well, he was yeah, it, it, it was rough. Uh, it was rough. Obviously, however, but but but, but it's disappointing to see that no matter how young he may be or or how new to the to the to the moment he may be, those it's, it's always a bad sign because usually you know. The good ones deliver. Well, Jurgen right is going to be a great player in the Gold Cup. 
He's not. He's not going to make the confession. I mean, especially if Chucky and uh, Decatito get better, uh, you're going. You're going to be a starter in the Gold Cup, unless uh, you know that's. And there's and there's nothing wrong with that. And then the way I see Jurgen is that yes, he did have. Should I say Jurgen or Jurgen? Joel, what's the what's the what's the proper pronunciation of a? In Mexico is Jurgen. Jurgen. So I should call him Jurgen. <laughs> Jurgen. Jurgen. That's, right, that's so what I say. Yeah. Jurgen, Jurgen. Yeah. Okay. So so, yes, yeah, he did have a couple, but then he also made that terrific play at the end that that, that should have resulted in the goal. So. You know the fact that, that that he made Mexico infinitely more dangerous, uh, regardless of whether or not the plays worked out or not. I think I think we'll obviously send a clear message to Costa Rica that and, and to the rest of the league. You know, hey, you know what? This guy may not necessarily be make the best decision, but occasionally he will make them. And when they do, it, it's gonna it's gonna end it's gonna might end up, might end up badly for y'all. So who was that goal that he got against where he uh, fooled Honduras. the goalkeeper? It was Honduras. Yeah, that was a nice one. Yeah. You know, and also to his, uh, uh, it, it's not like he he plays poorly at Tigres. I mean, he's usually a, a really good crosser of the ball at Tigres, which is why I was, you know, when I saw him come out, I said, "Well, this, you know, this could be interesting because there's." Do you think uh, he might have gotten intimidated by by the goalkeeper somehow? I think that he was just amped up, and uh, when you're amped up, you really can't. You know, you're you're hitting the ball at what you think is whatever power you think you need to hit it. It's probably like twenty five percent more than what you expect and uh yeah so i think he need, i think once he settled down i think he was much better yeah but he was but he was definitely uh anxious when he started out yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, again that was his first you know his first qualifier at the azteca too if i'm not mistaken so i mean that's a that's a big deal you know that's that that, that is not a you know for as much as we try to think and and, and it's, it's it's pretty much what we talked about for the least i did for the past couple months that the uh, you know how you know the Azteca has to earn it back, and uh, or I guess the players have to earn the Azteca back. And uh, the the Costa Rica game obviously was a good start, and they have well, three well, in a row. Well, as far as earning the Azteca goes, that's all dependent on that early goal, I think. Because I mean, I think it it, it, it eased tensions and it allowed people to enjoy enjoy the game. Right. Had had it been scoreless at halftime. It would have been a different story. Yeah. Well, let's talk, and then let's talk about. You're absolutely right. Then there's no question that, that that Mexico will play much better at the Azteca if they get a goal within the first 15 minutes. There, there's there's no question. And I mean, it even happened in the last, like the only goal that they scored uh, when Chepa was coaching them was like in the eighth or ninth minute against Honduras when they went up one zero, and then they, you know, they they, they couldn't hold the. Uh, they couldn't hold the they couldn't hold the lead. Unfortunately, yeah, Costa Rica struck me as a team that just wanted to walk away with maybe with it with like the most minimal damage possible. That's the way they were playing in the second half. Uh, they, uh, I mean, they definitely uh, were affected by the uh, by the altitude a little bit. I think I think Mexico was too because Mexico. I mean, you'd get they get going on the counter in the second half, and Carlos Vela's like barely running it. You know, forty fifty percent. You know, one let's slow this down because uh, you know not everybody is. Uh, is up to speed, so it was it, it, it was pretty funny to see that. So you think you think it was the altitude? I, I think it was their mentality going into the game. I don't think they had any intention of going for the win at all. I think it was all talk, mostly from the fans well, and from pundits. Yeah, well, I, I agree too. I think that they that they would have been really happy with a, with a zero zero like they got the last time. And because uh, you think about it, I mean, it made sense to to, to go for a tie or, or minimal damage. I mean, you're typically not going to win at the Azteca. Uh, even if you are at, at, 
even if you are Costa Rica and, right. and and you you can you have the claim to to have done it before. I mean, it's it's still still a long shot. So I, the the way they lined up with I think I don't know how many like six midfielders or something. I mean, it, it was obvious what they were going to try to do, and it didn't work out. It for was, them. it didn't, and it didn't work out for them uh, because of the fact that. Uh, that uh, your boy Nestor Araujo scored that goal right before halftime, which which really was the dagger. I mean, that was the the and the, for having it happen right before halftime. I got a question on that though. Actually, what you got? Both goals. The Chicharito goal was really. I mean, that chip was pretty nice. Uh, I've seen goalies block that, but the Nestor Araujo goal. Um, I think on Raza Deportiva they're talking about uh, that was a mistake. That he made it was an, it was an error. Some guy they were interviewing Marine or something, some goalkeeper coach, who was saying like they were comparing him and Ochoa. He said Ochoa couldn't even shine his shoes and everything. So, do you guys think that was an error? Do you think? Uh, uh, well, do I think it was a goalkeeper error? A goalkeeper error on, on Taylor's part. I do not. I think it was. I think it was just a really good. I mean, the ball. He stopped it. He just stopped it inside the net. Because um, you know he, he didn't like drop it. I mean, the, the, if, if I'm not mistaken, it went through his legs and he kind of caught it behind his butt. Uh, he was going the, backwards, so even if I, I think the ball was always going to go in, because his right. his body was taking the body, his whole body was going backwards. So I, I mean, yeah, he stopped it, but he was he was falling backwards. So I think that's where some of the criticism that I heard for, from 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 saying that he was poorly positioned and, and when the, when the shot came he was actually backpedaling as opposed to going at going yeah, but, at the ball but or, the, or like, standing he, his ground it never hit his hands before it was a goal so for the people who say that he dropped it it it, it just that, that's just not the case because the ball never he never had possess, he never had a chance to possess it before before it, it ever became a goal now once it was in a goal he like he like kind of fumbled it a little bit but but the, the, but it never. Uh, so I, I don't necessarily think it was a mistake. I just think it was a good header. You know, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Nestor scored the goal. I mean, the other guy, and it wasn't like I mean, it was a howler where like he catches and he drops it. And no, no, he 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 never he never at, at one point he out jumped him from behind. That was a hell of a good play because Oribe, uh he ran in front of him and he took two guys with him because they thought it was going to be a near a near poster, and he left Araujo just wide open. So they, 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 that was definitely something that was, that was uh, fabricated for sure. And it obviously worked out really, again, uh, I, I think that that's something that, um, we need to look at because Rafa went down with, uh, if I'm not mistaken, back spasms. Joel? I have no idea. I just thought he was tired, John. It was, it was, it was lumbalgia. Isn't that like lower back? Like, well, like lower. I think at his age, that's just coming. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. I'm like, that's old man problems right there, man. I, I wake up stiff every <laughs> with a stiff back every day. I mean, that's so just... do you think do you think he got the FIFA virus and he'll just take a game a week off and he'll be back next week? He has the They're sending him to the states to get treatment. <laughs> so I mean, they're sending him to the Biltmore in Arizona for a week. To get, uh, well, to get I, a, I think, uh, I think La, La, La Volpe, yeah, La Volpe was, uh, has some recommendations. Hey, for he, some. If he wanted massages, they should have sent him to Philly. I think Ron, Ron could have, uh, he could recommend some places. <laughs> yeah, he could. <laughs> 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 Masajitos. Um, but yeah. I, I don't, you know, for Rafa, without due respect, because he is. 
he is one of the all-time great Mexican players. I just I don't see him starting in Russia. I wouldn't mind if he goes, but I, I just don't see him starting. You don't see him or you don't want him? No, I just don't see him doing that. With the ability to start at, you know, talking about like a year from now. I think they're going to throw him out there regardless. Not, But not starting, you know? No, I think starting, I mean... I mean Unless we uh, play like China. Well, that's the, uh, that is the, uh, the, the beauty of what we saw uh, in... Friday night at the Azteca, oh, yeah. frankly, is, is it was. You know, you know the, John. The, I am perfectly comfortable moving Jonathan Dos Santos and Dura, uh, to Rafa's role. I have to cut you right here, John. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop, Hoa. Hang on, Hoa. Let me, let, me, uh, let me take care of that for you. Just, Just uh, you know, <laughs> we, we saw us at the stadium. I think he could tell us what happened to Rafa. Well, maybe we should ask him. Yeah, welcome, we saw. He seems to have muted himself. Hey, 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 guys. You guys hear me okay? Yeah, we hear you just fine. Wiso, thanks for joining us. Uh, an, an unexpected pleasure. Well, it's a pleasure to finally be on uh, the cantina. Yeah, you can, you can go there. through all four or five names. It's fine. It's a... I was waiting for he, to hear those Sacero. Yeah, we're having a hard time with our branding, Wiso. No, uh, I, like, I like the cantina. I like it. Well, see, I like the cachirulas, but I think it was uh, it, it was pigeonholing us a little bit. So we have to, you know, have to sí, expand. Right. The cachirulas would be uh, catch the catchy, the catchy what? The catchy rule guys. Yeah. So. Well, uh, uh, thanks for joining us. Now we saw last, we were, we were going to ask you. We were going to ask you what happened with the Rafa in Mexico City. Did you see him in the in the zona mixta? Was he? Was he? Did they wheel him out in a wheelchair, or is he? Uh, is he? Is he okay? Actually, you know, it's interesting. Uh, the if the uh, the Azteca has like a and the zona mixta has like you have two feet to, between a wall and the little walkway where players are coming out, and then in the walkway there's usually obviously a banner for all the sponsors and all that stuff. So you have a whole wall that goes all, across it, right? I didn't even see Rafa go walk by, and you were literally like stuck in that little, you know, kind of walkthrough where only the players that are going to talk, and maybe some players I just decided not to talk to because I think only five were able to see two feet in front of you. So I actually never saw Rafa walk through. And for example, I didn't see Keller Navas walk or Chicharito. They're behind the actual banner. So they were in the in the exclusive zona mixta. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think. Your your wristband didn't get you into that one. No, no, that wristband. I mean, it took forever for me to find this one. I mix that from the Azteca. They put us all the way up uh, in the in the third level, which is really nice actually, because the NFL came and they said, "Yeah, that's not going to fly." All the, all the how the Azteca was before for press. Can I tell so you all my my, uh, my get hey. lost at the Azteca story when you're done because it's hilarious. Yeah. and that, and I because I've heard the Azteca is just horrendous, but now it's actually really nice for press up top. I mean, there's glass all over. It's really great, but. Hey, 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 we saw. Tell you where it's gonna be. What's up? Uh, this is uh, Ronnie. How are you doing, man? How's it going, uh, sorry, sorry, uh, show late, guys. Uh, anyhow, did you did you ever go to the Azteca Press before the they remodeled? Uh, you know, for the Centenario. Yes, I went a while back for a, for a Clásico. So okay, I I remember when I when I went to the America Finals, the press, uh, the the press conditions were hor- were horrible. So <laughs> well, they were horrible last like. Last year they were horrible. It was because the NFL came and 
shame. Right. Did the, that's why they did it. We, we did everything. Okay, good, good, good. That, that, that's that's awesome. Yeah, there's 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 Wi-Fi now. I mean, you used to go. I mean, probably when you went running, like the the Wi-Fi was horrible. I mean, it was just. I think even Grant Wall still to this day complains that how horrible the condition was. He got a beer port on him. Yeah, on his laptop. And he's not the only one. I mean, I think that was something that uh, that that Tom said. He's like, hey, we're like, you know, you don't have to worry about getting beer port on you anymore. So yeah, no, and, and to 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 grant it anybody, we got our computers like hosed in, in Costa Rica last year, uh, 2013. I mean, the the it's not like in every every press, except for maybe the United States, was uh. Yeah, you get you get pounced on it because they put you right there with them. I mean, so did you get a chance, uh, Wisa, to to walk the field before, before? Uh, at the, at the, or I after? Did, yeah, at the beginning and after. Um, I kind of went down on the bottom because you're yeah. after the game, no one really cares. So I was able to kind of walk through. I mean, it's it's majestic. Did you <laughs> see the plaques? Did they still have the plaques? What uh, plaques or plaques? Yes. Yeah. Like at either end of the stadium. They have no, like was, like I, one. I they have the one football. for Pelé, and they have one for the uh, the Italy West the hand of God again. Oh, oh, those those. Oh, it, like, man, like, yeah, yeah the, the, hand, the one. I didn't get that... to see those. I only got to walk kind of through like in the middle of it, where uh, to, by the mix zone. So I didn't really get to explore the Azteca as much as I yeah, wanted. Yeah, because they they had the, they had the plaques, and they also had the the statue of the fan uh, sitting down. Uh, it's like a full size, like bronze statue or whatever. I don't know. They, no, I don't know if he's no, no, Ron. Uh, did, did you pose for that statue, or did you pose for the? No, the I actually have. No, statue no, 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 no. The one, the, the one with the fan. I actually took it with uh, Perro Bermudez. So. No, we see. You have to say Ron is very private. He won't, he won't publish any, any any photos of himself. So, so <laughs> all, all of our all of our all of our. Know, like uh, what he looks like with the. Uh, we just go to the bronze. If you want to see Ron, uh, you get to see him in uh, the Azteca when he posed for it. That's right. That's right. But, uh, but he, he's but, the reason we're 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 not on video because like we can't have uh, everybody on camera except one person. That's right. <laughs> Dude, it's it's like the it's like the big soccer. Like you know, it, I think when the show, like post your mug like pre twenty two thousand and five, no one showed their face around, and I think you just kind of kept that. Role. Yeah, I think everybody you know, we got around. We we should light you like a. Uh, uh, like like a, like an FBI witness where you're just backlit and you see the black face. <laughs> witness protection. Exactly. For the record, for the record, we so they know what I look like. In, you know, in PMs, these guys. But that, that, that's if that's if the photo's real. <laughs> it's my badge. It's my badge. <laughs> it's my press badges. That's no. uh. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad that you got a chance to go. We saw it, but the, it sounds like. Uh, they still haven't quite. Uh, they didn't have anybody ushering you to tell you, no, it's this way, it's this way, it's this way. No, of course not. It's like I got out and I waited a little longer. Usually, try to go like eighty-five minutes. You know, John and Ron and anybody that's covering any games, uh, eighty-five minutes. If you want to make, you have a good spot to interview players or anything, you got to go early. And on this one, I kind of decided to just wait around to at the end of the game and and see if there's anything i mean uh that could happen cuz sometimes you know at the end of the game somebody scores and then you don't even know about it cuz you're at the mix zone and then you get to know so i waited and then so i did it alone i walked from all the way to the top and the bottom and anybody you ask you're like hey where's the mix zone they would tell you like oh door 8 door 7 door 4 it took me like 25 minutes and then finally i i somehow got i went to the field i made it back and and then yeah i finally made it to the mix zone so no there aren't any nice little Mix them this way or anything like that. And I think, right. and I think it's because, you know, you're actually like, you're, 
you have to walk with the people that are at, at that side. So when I was uh, uh, years ago, I was working at NFL Films, and uh, we went down to Mexico City to uh, shoot the uh, one of the preseason games. It was between the Dolphins and the Broncos because uh, Marco Matos, if you remember that, he was a receiver that, that did uh, pretty decently in the World League, and you know he was on the team. And it was a big deal, and uh, the reality is, is that we well we wanted an opportunity to go to the Azteca, and and, and, and we got it. So I'm with one of the camera guys, and we're we, we want to get some color, you know, th- you know, thing. We wanted to uh, get the crowd running in because, as you know, the Azteca, a lot of it for many years was general admission, so it was uh, kind of a free for all, and you get in and you run and get your seats. So we wanted to shoot that coming in, and then what, and we got it. We got some really nice shots of that, and then we went back. Oh, let's just go through this tunnel. Biggest mistake you could ever make. There are so many tunnels there. We ended up. We thought that we were going to just pop out in the stadium and we were just going to get some state. No, we ended up in like an ice cave. There was there were just mountains and mountains and mountains of ice cubes, and I, we, we we couldn't get. I had no idea how to get out. I mean, it was if you guys have ever seen Spinal Tap, where they're uh, one of their shows and the guys trying to show them to the stage and they're making all these turns. That's what it was like. It, it, it took us about twenty minutes to get out. But we got out, and then we found. Uh, we just said, "Why don't we just retrace the, the way we came back?" We did that, and, and then we ended up um, okay. But yeah, but it was uh, it was very interesting. Ronnie, have you ever gotten lost at the Azteca? No, uh, I've always had a. Uh, every time I go, I, uh, one of the guys from Televisa always is. You know, I always give him a, a heads up that I'm going to be in Mexico City, and he obviously he works there and he knows the the stadium really well, so I always tag along with him. Um. So yeah, yeah, but I love the stadium for even for all its shortcomings and everything. I'm glad that they've uh, they've upgraded it. But even uh, architecturally, I think the, the stadium is still beautiful and it still holds up. You know, well, it's and, uh, it's one of the few stadiums in the world, honestly, that you take a look at one picture of it and you go, oh, "That's the Estadio Azteca from from the outside." I mean, it's, there's no stadium that looks like it. It is it is 100 percent unique. Yeah, it is very. Isn't model the Dallas? Arlington Stadium to Azteca, is what I heard. Well, I, I'm not sure particularly about that it, one, but I do know inspired, uh, inspired that as the Estadio Azteca also inspired luxury boxes because it was yes. the first stadium that had luxury boxes, and it was Lamar Hunt actually out of uh, and, and and the 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 gentleman who built the Astrodome. Uh, they were the first ones that said, "Hey, maybe we should do these." And like the Astrodome, then Ronnie, weren't there luxury boxes at the very, very, very top row, which Looked like we're a mile away at the time. Uh, uh, oh, the dome? Yes, 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 they were. Uh, it's when the architect of the of the Azteca Stadium died a year ago, two years ago. They actually did a, a story about you know about the Azteca, and just you know, I was just in awe as to how the architect was able to to change a couple things because he he was getting his his ideas from from Europe, but there are certain things that he just didn't like. You know, like you know, like in England, and like kind of like similar to the like bombonera where everything is like squared off with these just little subtle movements that he did, you know, as to how he, he got the curvature of the stadium. I mean, basically there's not a really a bad seat in the house at Azteca. You, you know, you can watch the game and it's from any, even from the nosebleed sections and it's just still a beautiful uh, shot, you know? Yeah. And, and the sound in there is really, really tremendous. It's, it, it, there's a really unique atmosphere. Uh, we saw is the, is the press box still open air or are you uh, behind plexiglass? No, yeah, it's uh, it's open air, but they surrounded everything through pl- plexiglass, and it's and it looks like it's bigger now. Um, you know, I mean, probably like a hundred, uh, you know, you could fit in there because it's it's like it's four rows. 
Yeah, and then it goes, I mean, maybe one, two, three, four, five, maybe like eight <laughs> rows across and four rows up. I mean, it is wow. massive. I mean, it takes a whole it – pro- it's probably like 70 yards, and I'll, and I'll explain that. So from one side of the field to the other, it's like 70 yards, yeah, because it doesn't go all the way through, but it is a massive, massive uh, – So it's, like, it's, it's a box-to-box press box. Yeah. I mean, if you think about – you know how – I guess I could explain it like – like hockey if you had you know how the players are in that you know place and you have like it's all plexiglass around them just imagine a giant section of the azteca on that and uh and now so it's, what, it's so like, was the beer was the beer hitting the roof of the of the plexiglass at least it would it, no because it's not it, it, no you still have open air it's just the behind you it's a huge plexiglass going up and then on the sides is a plexiglass on the side on the side so Technically, I mean, if you needed to throw beer, you would have to throw it over the plexiglass into us. But I think all everyone there, has. there will be there will be a resourceful soul that will that will figure oh, out a way. <laughs> oh no, you can do it. No, you can do it. I, I just think that I think they see all of us, and then you know, I I just and I saw and I saw a bunch of beer go up. Obviously, when 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 Mexico scored, but I was also at the bottom of the uh, of all the press. So there was four rows up of press. And so maybe, but I didn't get to see that, you know, but I'm sure. Yeah, of course. If, no, no, if no. We saw so you have to, when you go back to Mexico, you have to do the, the, you know, your, your, your advertising where, where you interview the players. You have to have the two walking sponsors of, of, of food magazine yeah, and soccer show walk behind them hire, with a sign. Yeah. I'm going to hire two people from Twitter. Be like, Hey, would you like to be my, uh, my sponsor? Just follow people behind and put the right behind them. That's, that's right. That. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Do they still do that? I haven't seen that as often. Well, I mean, or... you know, that that way, you know, you 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 pay you you pay respect to one of the traditions of the past. The tradi- no, but really, have you guys? I haven't seen that in a very long time. Where the two girls line up behind the person you're interviewing. Well, no, they just use Celeste, at least Celeste for the the, the uh the the uh they use the the plexi on the field now, and they also have like the the yeah. the backdrops for the for the press conferences. Yeah, they don't have the uh, the living backdrops like they used. To. <laughs> the girls with the giant. <laughs> yeah. Joel, have you had a chance to, to go to the Azteca? Yes, sir. Yes, I have. Yeah. And is your experience is uh, comparable to our? Did, did you call a guy from Televisa Joel to to drive you around? Like no, I, did? or did you get I lost met, like 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 uh, we so and I? <laughs> I met up with Martin actually, Martin del Palacio, who was uh, he was the editor for. I don't know if it was Milenio or Excelsior, one of the two newspapers. Excelsior, Excelsior. It was Excelsior. No, no, but he, he worked for two. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Uh, La Ficion, Milenio, and, and and so he was at both of them. I don't I don't remember which one he was at the time. This was when uh, when Mexico hosted the Gold Cup in La Volpe. La Volpe was coach. Oh, that's 2003. Yeah, that's when I went. They played every game right there and. So, so I remember when I went and um, I was one of two internet internet websites. It was just it was so I was who, who was the other? Was was Medio that, Tiempo. Medio Tiempo was, was just starting. Medio, everyone was laughing at Medio Tiempo. Well, not not like laughing because they had some good connections. They were well yeah, connected. Yeah. They were well connected. So so people people knew knew about them, but they kind of they would see my press pass. And a lot, a lot of the, you know, you know, when you go to press stadiums a lot, a lot of the press, they, you you see the same people. Hey, hey, uh, Joel, which website was it? The website that we used to write for? Soccer Age, which turned to gold.com. 
yeah, okay. but people would see, oh, where are you working? And then they'll see .com, and they'll be like, when did they start letting these guys in, you know? It's, it was very little oye, credit for oye, our website. Este wey, este Pretty much like that, yeah, right? That, that's, how, that's how it is now with us English. Like, <laughs> it feels like everyone's like, yeah, whatever. So we've been there now for, what, maybe three years on a consistent basis, the English journalists. And then now that we're asking questions in English, and at the very beginning, they were kind of like, who are these guys that, <clears throat> that just kind of like, I asked a question in English, and they'd be like, in Espanol, way, or, you know, kind of treat you like that. But then all of a sudden, now Osorio speaks English. Does Osorio answer to you in English? Yeah, like you yeah, ask him in English? Now, so whenever I ask him, he knows, and even, and even the press guy, he'll pick, you know, even, even people when we have up, he'll pick me because I know that I'll ask him in English. And, it's, and they'll start to realize, okay, we have a huge fan base that speaks English. So... But I know that I've been, uh, I've been, uh, yeah, some of the Televisa guys. Are you know, I saw, I saw a video we saw posted, and he's talking to Layun, and he's asking him a question, and there was a guy behind him trying to put the, the microphone. Yeah, he doesn't do it anymore? Yeah, once he realized he's <laughs> he pulls it back. And he's yeah. like, oh, man, F this. Yeah, and it's. <laughs> And it's funny because, yeah, you, you're starting to see that a little more. So I feel like we're like, just like they kind of looked at you with the internet back in 2003, us doing stuff in English. But when we're, uh, we're in Mexico City, um, you know, you're, I, I, I mean, when it was a press conference, I, I mean, I tried, I was going to ask, it was going to be in Spanish. I feel like if we're in the United States, I'll go ahead and ask in English. But, um, but even in, when he was in Trinidad, if you saw the press conference, they were, uh, I mean, people... Well, are, the Trinidad Press speaks English, so they're going to be yeah. asking questions in English, too. Yeah, so... But it's like it's like this. I mean, if... if even Guardiola... See, he starts talking about doing, doing the stuff in English, and, you know, obviously something happened. So. I'll, just, I'll just finish my experience. <laughs> yes, please. No, yeah, it, it was very disorganized, because up until that point, I had been... I had been to a couple stadiums here in the U.S. So, you know, you would have your designated press area and and then you'll get, you know, you'll get your lunch, like a, like a big, like a big kid's lunch, lunchables to give you like a box with like a sandwich and an apple or, or they'll have like a buffet. So this is, so this is during the Gold Cup and uh, they had like other teams like Brazil and I, I forgot who else they invited. Um, but it, it just didn't seem like it, it seemed very amateur, the whole setup that they had. And, and, um, when, when they gave us food, it was like some lady had like a cardboard box and she had like sandwiches, like the ones they sell at the Metro. Have you been to Mexico city? And when you go down to the Metro, right. And you could, you could buy like for two pesos, a sandwich. Some of the best sandwiches I've ever had. Pretty much, man. But it was like, it was just weird, man. It didn't feel like I was in a world-class stadium, you know? Did they have a, a lady on the corner with a big uh, frying pan, you know, frying the, frying the tacos and stuff in the in the corner of the press box back then? Who else too? No, it's, it's just like in a box and like self-served, man. Yeah. And then the other story, because they didn't have a, you know, like we saw saying how now they, They've added plexiglass and all that, so they would just Probably. let you. They would like just let you into the stands, and you you had to sit there in the stands. So I'm I'm sitting in the stand, and I turn to the right, 
and there was like a little booth with with no glass whatsoever and and that was uh Lee and Luis Garcia doing their broadcast <laughs> they uh it, it's actually that that's still there though but it's in that little plexiglass that the, the corner is like you have you have a little some of the TV guys that are still doing it so like i said i yeah, last year it was no, I there. I don't think it was them. I think it was it was a Costa Rica broadcast that was in the corner of that giant section with lights and everything doing the broadcast. So I, I feel like, you know, it's no. Uh, they make the uh, the Univision guys go across the across the stadium. Like if you know, if you watch a yeah, Univision the, game, yeah, they do. The and the they're they're on they're on the opposite end of the field. Yeah, which I've but, always that means the Univision takes their own cameras and 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 has their own coverage. Yeah, but in that. That's that's the thing, yeah. They definitely do that, but I mean, it was it's a huge difference. I went for the Clásico, I think, Clausura uh, last year for the Clásico Nacional. That's when I was there, and uh, it was just horrendous. I mean, the internet didn't work. So, so that's why I'm you're, like, the NFL you're spoiled, man. You're, you're spoiled. We so you go to all these nice. It was, no, I Costa Rica was fine. I've been to Panama. Wait, uh, we saw Canada. we saw. I have we we have an important question here. We saw. Um, I can't believe John hasn't asked you. To, to, to give you the like food halftime, maybe. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not my question. That's Ronnie's they question. Did, That's usually. Come on, John. They you did give me. They gave us John. little sandwiches with chips and. Uh... This could totally be a different podcast, but what is up? No, no. That, that's with... what this podcast is all about. This is a this is a, a bar room conversation. We, 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 so we post each. You know, when we go to games, we post our lunch. You know, what did they yeah. do? It was actually really good. It was actually. I was really, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, and like the NFL came and said, we need lunch, we need internet, and we need our own section. You better do it if we're not bringing in the game. We, we and I guarantee you they emphasize the lunch more than anything else. Yeah, because yeah. the lunch, when I went, the lunch was the equivalent of like when you go, when you go to one of those Sunday league games and there's a, cool, so, there's a cooler with, no, that's not with a bunch of sodas. And, and then, oh, and last week you said it was a prison sandwich. But, but that, <laughs> that, that, that was a term you described. Because at other places, they didn't, for example, uh, and I went to a cover the, the Clásico Tapatio last year, too. And uh, they didn't give us lunch there, but at least the internet and we had our own little section. Did you? So, you, so you went to, you've been to the Omni Life as well? I've been to the Omni Life and I've been to the Jalisco. Yeah, nice. so it was just, I, by far, if I could, I mean, now the Azteca is, way, I mean, if, probably the worst place that I can think of now is León. That place is horrible for press. Well, that stadium is, you know, was an erector set when they built it uh, for the for the for the World Cup. I mean, it's just, it's the same. And I'm talking about the World Cup in 1970. So, and it's the same stadium. So there's yeah, and they haven't really done anything to it. It's just other than change the seats. Yeah. In Leon. They painted green. <laughs> we That's unfortunate. What's up? Yeah, <clears throat> I was wondering. Do you think? Uh, now that some of the players and the the staff kind of know that that you guys are the the English speaking journalists, do you think they're more receptive to the English journalists because they're not Mexican, like from Mexico? Um. So, like, do after they see that there's a there's a need for it, are they cool with us now? Are the journalists? No. Uh, well, no. I'm just players. saying because like there's there's a, there's a certain amount of animosity that they that the players have toward the Mexican press. I'm just wondering, since once they hear the English, do they become more accessible to you guys? Oh no, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't like witnessed or, or, or felt that way. 
I only always try to go for the same players that speak English. In fact, I, if it wasn't, I didn't know Hector Moreno spoke that well English. Because I've asked, for example, asked, I asked Guardado, or I've asked other players if, they, if, they, if I can ask him a question in English. So it's not like I go up and go, hey, Rafa, what do you think about them? I, you know, I'm always like, Rafa, ¿te puedo preguntar en inglés, por favor? You know, or something like that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if he, and for example, Guardado, I asked him once, and he goes, ah, ¿sabes qué? Ahorita no, no, no puedo, no problem, you know? So I kind of, before I ask him, um, so I don't really get like, ooh, these guys are doing it in English. But at the same time, these guys are smart. They're going to want coverage of themselves and marketing themselves. Um, and maybe maybe not the Chicharitos, the Rafas, the Layunes, but the, the other ones, if they know English, I'll tell you who came up to me is Moy. After, I think he remembered that I, I interviewed him in English in, uh, in Phoenix. Then when he saw me, yeah, and I, I guarantee you, Layun recognizes you, uh, uh, will have, and, uh, and Rafa as well. So yeah, and it's like, I think, I think they know now, so they're like, okay, cool. And they're not dumb, they're going to market themselves, too. And Brizuela. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I just remember the, Mo- I remember the Moises interview you had, and Brizuela was back there staring at you, that's all I remember. Yeah, I think he was like, he was like what the heck? Yeah, that was hilarious. Um... But I mean, if I that was our that was our transporter, Chiquis, who's uh, driving right now, He's on a very important mission. Okay. Did we in, saw in the car? Did we saw feet drop off again? He's on the he's on the Chivas TV. Is he on Chivas TV? Did we saw pick up Chivas TV? <laughs> 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 Oh man, that's, that's, that's too bad for for Wiso if he did pick up Chivas TV. Now we should talk about the uh, the the game in Trinidad. Now the, I don't think Wiso you went down to Port of Spain. I think that you uh, caught that stateside, so you didn't get a chance to travel down there. I guess uh, Wiso's not back, so just to hop on when you when you hop hop in. You know, um, I I had mentioned you know about uh, what was I don't remember if it was last week's podcast or the one before. Before, how uh, you know some the, the plane conditions in Trinidad and Tobago have improved, but it, it was funny because I saw like two reports, one from uh, uh, who was it? I think uh, Uni, uh, Fox Sports or Univision, but they were just talking about just the horrible conditions in, 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 in Port of Spain, and you know, relatively speaking to our standards, yes, but if we compare it to two thousand, uh. Uh-uh. It, you know, they're they're a lot better than what they were. You know, well, I mean, it was like a polo field when uh, when they oh, played yeah. back then. It was just it was just full of all sorts of divots, and I mean, not like aesthetically, but just it was not a smooth surface at all. No, that was no. seventeen years ago, though. <laughs> I yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's but I, I just I just thought that that was funny because uh, you know they kept talking about the conditions. The conditions, like Jesus. I mean, give these guys a break. I know Jack and Warner's not there anymore to you know. You know, give them a little bit of money here. But... Keep the keep the field smooth. Yeah. Mean, but even one of the worst fields that we've had are the are some of the games that they had in the U.S. Yeah, because of that 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 turf, which would the only turf. sit there. Yeah, no, that's yeah. true. Yeah, the worst one I saw was the one in San Antonio uh, at the Alamo yes. Dome. Or I mean, that was yes. I mean they were playing in a, on on a mud pit. I mean that was that was just a, just a huge mess. Yeah, and and Ben Diojo did, did not. I mean, he was pretty mad. He did not want to uh, play the second half. No, and I uh, remember they they tried to wet the field, and he was just like, "What are you doing?" He got mad because they were doing right. it. 
Yeah. yeah. No, that, I mean, but I mean, there, there's some pretty bad ones. I mean, I, I, I from what Tom, when I was talking to Tom, he said, I mean, it's, it's the grass, it's, it's real grass, but and the reason it's bad is because there's like little divots that come out really fast and you saw it on the game. I mean, these guys were slipping not be, because uh, the gl- grass was actually coming out <laughs> so when they would kick it. The grass was growing so fast it would it would grab their cleats <laughs> as they as as they were swinging and kicking the ball. Now the yeah. game played out uh, pretty much. I mean, I don't think anybody was surprised with the way that the that the game played out with the uh, the obviously, but especially when you saw the, the 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 lineup as you said, Dan, with the defensive lineup and uh, <clears throat> not really willing to take uh, that. I mean, even taking Vela out, honestly, and then. Uh, and then they got uh, what they wanted in the second half. They got a goal on a set piece, and it was uh, adios, uh, muchachos, and they got on the plane and got the hell out of there with the three points. And that's you, you know what, John? I, I feel robbed. I, I wanted that Trinidad had a legit goal, and I wanted to see Mexico. I think that was a perfect opportunity to see how Mexico would react, uh, you know, playing away. With, 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 Oily is so loading. What? No. That's what friendlies are for. Yeah, no, I no that this, this is yeah, but this was a, you know, a real live test, a way game. No, we don't. Yeah, a real live test, and, and I want to see how, like you know, how modificaciones and and all that stuff. I think that would have been the the perfect chance to, I, to just know, see how how you I, know. I've never I have never seen Mexico play in the Caribbean well, and they've won games before. So honestly, I, I don't expect Mexico to play pretty. When they travel to the uh, to the Caribbean, and and I think they did what they were supposed to do there. But, but you, know, you know, my thing, Ron. Ron, yeah. my thing is, I I feel Mexico hasn't been challenged since the centenario. They, they haven't really they been have, challenged. Uh, well, they were challenged by the U.S. and so, uh, for about fifteen minutes by Costa Rica, and that's been no. But but, <laughs> but true. When are when are they going to get a chance to get challenged? Also, but, though, this know, summer, and you know what, and then yeah, that's what this summer's yeah, for. But, but exactly. So the confederation. I mean, if you're looking at to be challenged before, it's not going to happen. We're not going to ch- face a Chile. Well, that, that's why I see. That, that's now, why I feel rough. Now we saw. We saw. If if Mexico doesn't pull through, and I, and I'm not saying that they get you know manhandled like they did in 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 uh, in, in Copa America. Continue with Osorio or, or let him go. Well, yeah, it all has to be the uh, the way that it happened. Yeah. Now, three, say, three, okay. A three right, and out. Let's say let's say three and out. Three and out. You already had some problems before. Uh, let's say okay, I'll give you this. Let's start. Let's start right now. Honduras comes, and there's an Aztecaso. Just straight out. These questions right there. But let's let's give him the pot. Okay. What happened? Maybe it was some crazy. Unless we got totally manhandled four zero. He's out. U.S. comes. And another Aztecaso? He doesn't. Even, we don't even make it to the to the Confederations Cup. But let's say we win those. Respect so you're wi- so you're willing to let go of, of, of saying okay, bio sodium even before the Confederations. If if I mean it's huge. I mean if you cannot handle, uh, you know we the the pass of the seven zero and I'm a, and I'm a, and I'm a supporter right now. But you have the seven zero that happened. Okay, it was a mistake. I, I still think it was everything that went horribly wrong had to happen and. And it was, you know, so it's interesting that, that right now his, I mean, you, you, your stance is kind of like the stance we have. It's like, dude, you better keep winning because the minute, the minute, no, no, but, but the, it, the minute it's it, all the, how though, right? You're on the business end. If, it's adios. He's safe though. It's all. I it's think all on on how how it, everything develops. 
But he's making these questionable changes that no one agrees with. He's doing these, uh, you know, different arqueros, different defense. And I get it because, you know, so we're like, okay, you keep winning. And it's exactly what happened before the before that 7 0. We're like, are you crazy? But you keep winning. You beat Uruguay. This is Uruguay who was at the top, number one of the Comnebol, um, uh qualifications, who was respected. And all of a sudden, Osorio beats them. And then, you know, the Venezuela game came. And, and then, bam, they get manhandled by Chile. So all this is happening again. And if they get manhandled by Honduras, which is doing horrible, right? It's not the same. That's not going to happen. Four years ago. It's not going to happen. That's what I'm saying. And then the U.S. games comes. Let's Anastacaso against the U.S.? You know what we saw uh, with Arena back, Arena's and I said it. You know, told the guys, Arena's he's a, he's a pre, you know he's pragmatic. He, he's as he pragmatic play, as as, as he plays. He plays percentages. I, I think they're going to have a really tough time with the U.S. No, in, yeah, in, in Azteca because I, I, you know he's. I hate to say, but Arena tends to be our, our, our kryptonite. Yeah, because he he knows. He knows you guys are putting too much importance on that game, though. No, no, no. Well, but I mean, but, it's, but it, it, it's but the thing is, the thing is, uh, Dan, we don't have too many, you know, measuring sticks here to to, to go off of. Yeah, so and it's going to be a perfect game to, you know, either give them the confidence they need, or as Joel says, okay, this just this awful thing just happened to you. Now let's see how you react. I, I wouldn't yeah. be so. I wouldn't be surprised if the U.S. doesn't ask the caso. I don't think Honduras because I think right now. And if you saw what's his name, uh, Honduras is in crisis. Is in crisis. Is in crisis. Yeah, I mean, it, no, they're done. The, uh, they're done. Yeah, the, the, the I saw the press conference with their coach, dude. I I think he's. Yeah. I think the tail. You know, I think he wants to tuck tail and run. That's just yeah, my opinion. Uh, yeah, they're definitely they're definitely down. But I, I first of all, I yes, I uh, you know, arena is is that type of, of uh, but they're also. I saw Osorio in the last two games, and I haven't seen Mexico play as intelligent in a ve- as they did in a very long time. And this is not, and I think this comes from a coach that has not that does not know the Mexican game. For example, there were times when it was like a four on two counter that on Costa Rica, and like you saw Osorio yelling like crazy to bring it back. So, and when I asked, I asked that to Layun, I'm like, Layun, what did the coach tell you guys differently? Because it looks like you guys were not presurados to score another one. They're almost like, it almost reminded me of the U.S., the way the U.S. plays. They're very intelligent, very composed, you know, in, in that sense. But when they're up 1 or 2-0, they're not going to go crazy and keep on scoring and going forward and try to really kill you. They're going to play smart. And I think so- we're seeing that from Osorio's teams. And we saw it in Trinidad and Tobago también, where it was like, you know, they, they didn't know this is, no, this is, you know, they didn't but, get nervous. But, 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 sorry to interrupt, but that coming from the U.S., coming from Arena and that mentality, you, it's to be expected. What I don't, what I, what I'm not certain of is if Osorio is doing that because he, he's playing percentages or is because he's scared and he wants to protect, hold the lead and, no. and protect his job. That's, I, that's the difference where I, I, I question it more than, yeah. I don't, I don't question it with Arena because we, we know what he's like. We know he plays percentages. We know that he's, He's a, he's a smart coach. I'll give him that. You know, he may not play the prettiest, but he, he's gotten results, and, and I don't think anybody can deny I, that. I think, I think Osorio has already made his state, like, has made comments about this that, you know, his objective is to win. Yeah. And I think he's admitted as much as the fact that, that the team has yet to play 
to what he wants them to if play like. Look- so I think he's still oh still trying to figure out still trying to get that form that that he wants to see the team play with yeah. so but, the the way Ronnie that you described but they're Serena right then I mean, you you could realistically say that about Juan Carlos Osorio too yeah exactly that's exactly what I'm saying I don't think the the difference between other coaches and Mexican coaches when they play the U.S. is that the U.S. out coaches them if you look at all the losses it's because the U.S. out coached Mexico and I feel like Osorio is not going to want to get out coached and is going to play that game that, all right, I know exactly what you're going to do. And instead of us doing the same thing, we're going to do this and we're going to change things. And that's why well, one of the things that Osorio is helping. That's the thing with Osorio, though. He, he, unlike probably any other coach I've ever come across, ever seen um, How do you manage any team, is that what he does is because all he does is prepare for the – he lines up like his entire starting 11 and his entire tactics around nullifying the, the, the opposing team. Mm-hmm. Which it, so it gets in question because that's what you do at a club team. He says he learned that from Ferguson or he learned that from someone in England. Uh, well, he takes it to other levels. I mean, when you're switching out the goalkeeper, I think that's the yeah. one position where I think he, he really just like – Kind of like no mames, like come on, like just yeah. stick with the choa already. You know, like, no mames, way. Yeah, that's 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 definitely true, and I think I, I think that's where I go. Okay, yeah, that's, he learned that because I think he quoted someone saying that in the England game they do that they they really plan for a person for a team and the best you know rotation that helps that team whatever, but you don't do that on a national team. These guys aren't together enough to work that way. But again, he you can see it goals. though. I mean, it, like regardless of, of how it looks, I mean, when you saw the starting eleven, I mean, you knew what kind of ugly ass game it was going to end up. It was going to turn into. I mean, there was no doubt in my mind seeing who was who was starting in that eleven. When you line up with I don't know what six center backs, you're gonna you're 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 trying not to get scored. But everybody was laughing at Reyes being in there. <laughs> Reyes was the one that scored. I mean, well, I don't know why he gets so much criticism. I mean, he, he's above all else, he's probably one of the few guys in Europe that's actually routinely starting at this point. So, and I'm talking no, about the defensive he, he players too, him that, and Moreno. He plays him in that position, and right now Moreno, Rafa. Uh, I believe I believe the transporter wants to say something. Go, go ahead, Chiquis. I was just going to say the uh, the spirit of Johnny Rico seems to be in the air with the Osorio hate. <laughs> <laughs> and also though, also though, hasn't Reyes played in that uh, that that position before in other games? And all of a sudden now we're we're hearing a lot of hate. Not, not I don't think did he play at the beginning of at the end of America like that or something? No, no, he didn't. No, he did Was he was he the that. midfielder? Is, is that where I, I did not get to watch the game last night because I was yeah, like busy the, working. Yeah, like the <laughs> midfielder. Oh, he played that for America all the time. I mean, that that, that that's frankly where I thought his future was going to be. Was what like like the like the like the Torado position? Yeah. You're, who, so who, good who's Lord. Ronnie Ronnie's about to go get some uh, fast food. No, I'm actually I'm actually going home, dude. I'm leaving. Uh, I'm, leaving I'm leaving school, dude. Whataburger. Oh man, hey. Whataburger! I just I just found these uh, buy one get one free coupons that we got at the at the, at the basketball game. We don't really? have them here in California. I'm gonna have to when, when I are they everywhere except California? As far as I know, I thought they were just in Texas. Is no, Whataburger? We don't get one full house either. 
They're in Arizona too. Hey, really quick. Whataburger's in Arizona? Yeah, they're all over the place. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, Texas <laughs> loves their Whataburger. Do you, do you like it, Lisa? Uh, I, yeah, it's good. It's all right. It's not like. No, but I could. No, if you're from Texas, you love your Whataburger. I know a lot of people from, especially people from El Paso, man. They love Everybody worked at Whataburger for some reason <laughs> that I know. Hey, really have quick, you been though. to El Paso? You you would uh, you would understand that. <laughs> hey, really quick, I have to I have to I have to take off, but um, I had to ask you guys one question while I was thinking about all the food stuff at the Azteca and all that other stuff. And I didn't really notice this because maybe because I've been living in the U.S. for like now a very long time, and every time I go to Mexico, I'm just kind of like, what? What is up with this? any drinks that you get? They, they don't give you ice, and they and and I'm like, can I have some ice? And they look at you like. Why? Like the whole al, al tiempo? <laughs> I was laughing because in the Azteca, they gave us this great sandwich and they gave us this food and then they gave us Cokes, warm Cokes, and everybody was drinking them. <laughs> and I was like, this is, I don't know. My grandpa, you know. Could have been, been a hot big red. My, I was my, actually... gra- my grandpa would get on me about that, uh, about drinking, you know, Cokes with the ice. Because yeah. he, he just didn't understand it, you know? He didn't understand that. Mexicans get, are crazy. You'll get a cold. Yeah, you're gonna catch a cold. What that? Yeah, and I and I think, but you know, go back and ask your, you know, your parents or your your grandparents when they're like, and, and I remember my grandma goes, uh, "Una spray, por favor, al tiempo." And I'm like, what? Yeah, dude, that's. I mean, that's how my uh, over the over grandma. the weekend, yeah, over the so. weekend in the drive-through, I um, went to a Mexican place, and they asked me as I ordered my my soda, con hielo o sin hielo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that my when I travel with my uh, uh, the Longhorn Spanish Radio Network, both guys when they go to the uh, you know where where I'm saying you know bring me a Coke, noise, both of them. Yeah, I and I and I'm like I, I so I, I didn't I didn't have a choice because I really wanted to eat and I was I was thirsty and I'm just drinking my Coke and everyone's just they don't have a problem with it and I go is this maybe a U.S. thing? Are we just do we just put ice on everything? We're really <laughs> spoiled, man. <laughs> but it, it's funny you say that, Weso, because. Um, you know, one of the food trucks that I have with my brother, we have it city, and obviously we offer some of the uh, Mexican drinks, like the jarritos and 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 and, and stuff like that. Ronnie, we do also, you offer sangria, senora? No, we don't. No, we don't. But are you we, serious? We do have, we do get some students, believe it or not, that want their drinks al tiempo. You know, you know? Ronnie, I I can I can and forgive I, you for marking up the guac. I don't know if I can is forgive that... you for enough for not having sangria, senora. That is. <laughs> Remember, we're in limited space, dude. Limited space. Well, I'm not, so so that's way... fine, but I mean, just just add it to your rotation, dude. That's all I'm and, saying. And, and also, I also wanted to throw that uh, we we were uh, selected by the NFL draft to be one of the official vendors uh, uh, here in Philadelphia for the NFL draft. So we're very happy Everybody, about that. Guys. We're all gonna get laid. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, buddy. That is fantastic. <laughs> That is great news, Ronnie. Congratulations. That is a big, big deal, man. That is. uh... Congratulations, Ronnie. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe you can sponsor the show. There you go. Uh, You know what? It it is in the plans. It is in the plans, but I do want to get a truck just to take the games and just, you know, with a show, you know, just so we can eat and and have fun and watch the game, you know? Because that's that's interesting. I got I got to run, but it's always a pleasure to uh, thank. Thanks for inviting me. I, I had a chance to to do it today, and if I get a chance, I'll, I'll come in uh, 
and have fun with you guys on another episode. But th- you guys are doing an amazing job. We saw you. You, uh, you are always welcome here. Thanks, thanks for joining us, and we appreciate uh, you and what you do in your uh, Mexican soccer show and your and your website. Thanks very much uh, for what you do. We so we uh, we appreciate it. Thanks, yep. brothers. Vale, pues, nos vemos. Hasta uh-huh. luego, Wiso. See you later, Wiso. That was uh, the Wiso Vasquez, the host of the Mexican Soccer Show, that uh, just uh, stopped in to have a beer with us here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Of course, a literally a, a figurative beer. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not. I, I can't vouch for Wiso if he was enjoying a beer or not. Delicious beer right now, John. What you I'm got? I'm gonna have another. It's um. A tangerine IPA from Stone Brewery, and they're at Costco on sale for like three bucks, like uh, the twenty-two ounce bottles. So you had like to buy a, like forty of them. I bought three. I, I I was good. I was like, all right, ten bucks. That's not so bad. I I I feel a little bit guilty if I splurge on myself. So you but... like you like the, the 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 fruity fruity beer there? Oh um. Well, the, the hoppy beer, the hoppy beer with the citrus, yeah, with citrus the, with overtones. It, yes, it's 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 a nice waft of, yeah. of of tangerine. Yeah. Do you think that a beer like that uh, uh, would ever have a chance to be sold at the Estadio Azteca? Never. No, Never. actually, you know what? It's only a matter of time because I mean I've been over to uh, in uh, uh, Valle de, de Guadalupe and. Um, they, uh, they they seem to be hip with with a lot of that stuff. You know, they have like cheese plates and wine and stuff. So it's just a matter of time before the, the craft beer reaches over there too. You know, Give it talk, time. talking about food and stuff like that. You know, I, I, I you know, the times I've gone to Mexico to cover games over there, I never made it a really big deal of, of about the food that they served at the stadiums because <clears throat> one of the reasons why is because the, you, you can get really good food anywhere in Mexico city, you know, on the streets and stuff like that, that it just, to me, it never really, it never really mattered, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to eat, there's a spot right outside the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, that's, that's actually what we did. I mean, there were, uh, you know, eat, eat outside the stadium, great tacos and everything. So, you know, I had an idea, uh, when I was, uh, I was going to apply for one of the positions at the FC Dallas, uh, years ago. And that was one of the things that I wanted to do was to have like an esplanade, in front of the stadium, like, and have different food trucks and stuff. I, mean, I don't know if they do it now, but uh, I'm, I'm sure they do. But uh, that was one of the things that I was uh, going to propose to them. You know, so. that, uh, let me just chime in about the food, though, man. It's I think it's underestimated, though. The the, the like uh, just in certain places where the food is, where the tacos aren't, aren't aren't accessible. Like if you go to resorts in Mexico, good luck finding a good taco, man. Yeah. Like the the resort food that they actually have is Ooh. extremely well. I, I think the bland. resorts try to mark up food, so they're going to go with dishes that are going to that, that you can mark up a lot more, you know, than a taco. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, and those all inclusives aren't going to they're not going to be yeah, so, the best quality but, food. But like uh, you know, uh, like I, I know that like for example, uh, especially in Toluca, you know, the, on game days, you know, there's so many vendors, and you can get really delicious tacos and stuff like that. So. For me, you know, eating, you know, outside inside the stadium is like, eh, no, never mind. I'd rather, I'd rather wait and, and eat out, you know, out of the street, you know, when I when I'm done. Um, but but uh, you know you know one thing is you know if if, uh, if someone who's there is expecting you know maybe uh, something a little nicer might uh, might be in a better mood and 
you know, it's all PR. You know, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're playing mind games with the, with these guys. They may not cut you to pieces as badly because you know they had a had some really nice carnitas there for the uh, for the for the pregame meal. So, hey, uh, changing subjects, going on to what uh, what I asked we so I asked you guys the same question. Uh, you know, with Osorio, obviously, let's say he's three and out, but you know, Weso basically said that you know he would consider it even before the Confederations Cup. That you know, obviously, the game against uh, Honduras and uh, and the United States. What about you guys? I mean, whatever happens, and would you guys be willing to get rid of Osorio before, or would you just wait for uh, after the uh, Confederations? Well, uh, I think that he's going to do the Confederations, whether whether they win or lose, he's going to do it. But but uh, I'm I'm now leaning more toward of what 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 Hoed said. It's like I'm not saying that I'm, I won't want it to happen. But if if they if they do lose to the U.S. and it's the game right before they go to Russia, you know how you know if they lose, how are they going to you know how are they going to respond to that? Because I mean, honestly, you can't ask for a more uh, on, on on many levels. It would be it would be the the biggest kick in the nuts that that, that Mexico could get before going to a tournament. How are they going to react to that? Even a tie could get highly because I've been seeing some criticism over the over the the win at Trinidad. Right, it feels a bit ridiculous. Yeah, I, I find that ridiculous. I mean, just you know, ten points qualification pretty much in the bag, and and they're finding something to complain because they know that's what sells, you know, and and it's it's almost similar if you guys remember to the previous uh, cycle. And uh, when Mexico played three games, three games before heading over to Confederations, and and uh, some of that carried over now to to the tournament. That criticism carried over, and they were saying like it's not getting any better. That's and true. Were, and, yeah. and they're playing, they're playing two World Cup champions. No, you, nine you're World right. You're, you're right. A lot of that negativity <laughs> carried on to the Confederations Cup for Chepel. Uh, and you're absolutely right about that, uh, Joel. Because uh, yeah, that's that's that that is a concern, and I think it is a valid concern <laughs> because because you know obviously it's it's Mexico's rival and stuff like that. But anything, I mean, you know how the press is in Mexico. They they see blood in the water. They're gonna they, they you, they're gonna come in. Yeah, and you you know, you know what, Ron? The, I don't I don't think Mexico played bad in that Confederations Cup against against Italy and Brazil. And and I mean they lost they lost, but but I don't think they played bad and. Now I just like Osorio, and if he had a similar showing, I wouldn't be asking for his head, you know. Well, against that type of rivals, right? The uh, now, so 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 that's going to be the big test then for for them, and, and that's why I, w- I would want to keep him is because of the fact that you know, okay, now 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 let's see what you can do after that, and if and, and if, th- if things don't improve in this one, now we also have to understand, uh, although this the situation is a little different because it's it's part of the run up. That you know, playing qualifiers and playing a tournament are two totally different animals. I mean, when you're playing a qualifier, you got you got guys, you know, for two or three days, and you just have to you know get the result and get out. As for a tournament, you're gonna have you have your team for two you know a minimum three weeks before the tournament, work on whatever it is you want to work on, and 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 then you know usually in tournaments you know the longer you go, you start you start playing better and better, and that's. A tournament you know that that's uh that dynamic so it, it seems like a lot of folks that that, that criticize and not just mexico that they criticize uh, 
that they criticize other teams when they when they just you know when they they, they play badly but just but just get the win as well you know this wouldn't work if they're playing in the World Cup well no because it's a totally different style of play it's a totally different mindset and preparation so I, I think that the, the, the comparisons are, are to me are always are always invalid you know you know comparing to how they did in the you know how often do you see a team play really 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 well in a qualifier I mean most qualifiers it's a uh, in Concacaf particularly I mean it's a uh, you know they are they are not easy games, and and now Mexico's made it to where now the home games aren't necessarily as easy as they used to be either. So it's uh, they they are definitely nail biting. It's just, it's a completely different dynamic. <laughs> Jeez, I mean to put you all to sleep. I'm sorry. Good lord. Hey, I say if uh, if if Osorio puts in danger the qualification to the World Cup, then that's an issue. But if he goes three and out in the confederations, I don't have I don't have a problem with that. I think for continuity's sake, just for once, let's have let's have him go throughout qualifying and then the World Cup. But Chick is he he's brought in because they they want they want um they want a coach that could take progress. Yeah, they want the coach that could take us past that, you know, take us to that fifth game. So he's not here. Like what he's doing, what he's doing in um, at at this Concacaf level, it's it's nothing we haven't seen before. I do think we exaggerate right. a bit the whole we haven't won there in fifty years, but in those fifty years we only played like four times. But you know, <laughs> it just sounds more impressive to say that. Oh, first win in 50 years. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right about that, Joel. I, I think that is you know blown out of proportion because keep in mind, you know it's not like some it's not like you know these teams make the hex every time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's like and in, and again and again we haven't even done the hex started what in 90, 98? If, if I recall, so it's blown out of proportion and and it's just it's more like a, a shock. You know, uh, you know, reporting. It's like You're right, Ron. And, and then if you take it the context of of, of the of the of the games that you know that the Mexico quote unquote you know didn't win. One was in 2005, and the other was 2009. 2005, that was the game that uh, that turned out it was the last game. The Mexico had already qualified. It was the last game yeah. of the X. And 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 Trinidad scored in what was it just a just a a very very bad call. It was they were offside, and it cost Guatemala. A chance <laughs> I remember that. They to were, go. They were crying conspiracy. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, it wasn't anything Mexico did. It was. It was. It was. I mean, it was. A, it was a shot that was. I think it hit the post. But but when the, he had hit, hit the shot, the player that got it off the rebound was offside. So he's offside. I mean that that is the rule. And they, I mean, he was offside by like by a good, you know, three or four feet. It was. It was very obvious. And uh, yeah, they ended up winning two one on that. And uh, they bumped Guatemala for probably their first World Cup, and uh, and Chen Trinidad went. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Guata didn't didn't uh, forgive us for that. But but you're but, right. But it wasn't anything Mexico did. I mean, that's the, I mean that, 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 that was all the refs. So oh, let's but, but you, you know you we know have what? some trappiness. We should just you know just just <laughs> I don't know if we're bringing up some old wounds, but just uh, a little soothing <laughs> you, music to calm you down. You know, no, no. But that that one game uh, not so long ago, La Volpe said that. Um, he hinted that that they had him throw the game, throw the match. 
like like take an alternative squad and and just <laughs> yeah, not, you're right. Not you're right. I forgot about, he, forgot he, about that. Yeah, Mexico was qualified, and this was part of the when, when the Warner was still in, in right. the other. He said it, and and if I remember when Bora was coach, he also he didn't really throw the game, but the Liga MX teams were like, we're not lending you players, and he had to take like a B team, and, and he took a, a B team to. Uh, I don't know if it was Jamaica. I think it was Jamaica, and it was like the first time they beat Mexico or something like that. But I so mean, of course, they were furious with uh, with Bora. How could you do this to us? No, I don't think they were. Some of the press knew that, you know, he didn't have the players. But I mean, we forget that. We forget that, or or we we choose to forget it, and we see reports now and say, oh, this is historic. And I'm right, thinking, right. Really, really historic. I mean, it's good to win. And the one, and the one on. in 2009, on. Mexico was in the World Cup, and Trinidad was out. So they, I mean, they were literally it was it was it was a friendly. So there was no, and that one ended up a tie. Yeah. So, but the last time where they played, where they it, it meant something, and there was still something you know at stake. Uh, Mexico beat them handily, three to one. So it was yeah, it was just. Uh, it makes for good talking was, points uh, for for the casual fan, I think. Like just for something to hang on to, like oh wow, we haven't won that, we haven't won there in that many years, and that makes it more significant, I guess. But I, I agree, it, it's kind of it's kind of silly to to put so much. Emphasis what it does, on Dan, that. Is, 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 it, is it it takes away time from us to to talk about, and we should now give them just you know a little a little a little love here. Uh, your boy Nestor Araujo, who probably played as uh, just a a t- terrific, I, he was he was consistent in both games. He was really good in both games. I agree. He's he he was solid, man. He um, uh, he actually kind of impressed me too uh, in in the Trinidad game that uh, their forward is a speedy, athletic guy, and he he was able to to keep up with him, shut him down for the most part. And you know what I've noticed with him? Uh, he has a pretty decent uh, touch on his long passes. Well, I think that's 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 essential. I think if you're going to be playing with Osorio, I think they. I think it's part of what what he wants out of his players is to be able to be able to play with the ball at your feet a little bit. And I think that's I'm assuming that's why he has to call some of the guys that, that he does. But but yeah, no, Arafa's just been been really impressive. I I, I I know a lot of people were questioning him at first, but I think everybody's on board now. Yeah, well, he uh, he definitely showed folks that. Uh... I mean, he made a really good play, and the, the the one uh, play that I saw against uh, Trinidad in the highlights, uh, I mean, the Trinidad guy had an open. It was the one that everyone's laughing at the Trinidad guy for missing it so poorly. Well, the reason he missed it so poorly is because Araujo completely cut off his angle, and the guy had he had no choice but to. I mean, he he made him misdirect at the last second. That was all Araujo. That wasn't the guy mishitting it. That was Araujo forcing the mishit. It was a hell of a good play. So, one thing uh, I, I wanted to touch on, on one of Beto's points he was make, he made earlier about going three and out. I think going three and out deserves to be fired. I'm I'm currently on board. Like as far as the the, the purpose of this is, is of this qualifying is to qualify. So as long as he's doing that and doing it stress free, I'm all on board. But you know it's 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 undeniable that that the that that the Copa America was a failure. This is another significant test to a to a a tournament that I think is growing in prestige slowly. May it may not be respected in Europe, but I think everybody else kind of does um, hold it hold it highly. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the teams that uh, you know would 
get a chance to play a team like this in um, you know, like maybe the round of 16 or the possibly the quarterfinals? You know, they, they get them, you know, in, in, in the first round or a semifinal. They can make some noise. I think but, after but, the, the, the 2009 Confederations Cup, I think that's when it started to gain a little bit more prestige. Uh, you know, obviously with Brazil and Spain uh, there, I, I think that's when it really started to catch on more, even in Europe. Um, uh, right. I remember, remember what happened. I mean, the so, U.S. beat Spain in the semifinal the, the, and, and had Brazil down. That's what I'm saying. Like, so there's going to be a lot of eyes on this tournament. It means a lot. It They, they have to um, – yeah, well, and let's not forget that the the absolute they can't go three and out. Biggest, I mean, because the, the, I think the whole purpose. Uh, sorry about that, John. Uh, just yeah. to finish my point. Like the whole purpose of this is to to pro, to progress from from in, in the World Cup. The World Cup is a tournament, and and if it's is only two tournaments that he's going to have before the World Cup are absolute failures. Then how can you possibly think that it's a good decision to go with him to the World Cup after having two just horrible? It's failures. You know what, Dan? I was thinking of. I actually been thinking a lot about this. You know, about you know this summer especially and what it's going to mean to the national team. And and honestly, I, I I'm not sure if I really want Osorio fired anymore. Any, uh, regardless of what happens in the Confederations Cup. Um. <laughs> not just him, uh, John. Him and Hoel are, are singing a different tune lately. What? No, I haven't changed mine, but I'll let Ron finish. Oh, it's the same one. I thought I had a different one. <laughs> no, the, the the reason the reason is this: how many? And and, and this is only really the only reason why I I, I, um, I changed. I guess my my uh, my thought process here is because how great would have been to have Busetich coach a new proceso from, you know, starting from a, you know, a clean slate. And I, I just think that we burnt a coach when we should have, when we should not have last, last cycle. And, and, and like, and I'm thinking, okay, if we, if we do this again, if we go through the whole carousel of coaching again, which young coach or which coach are we going to burn going into, into this? You know what I mean? Well, you know, there's only one answer if you, if, if I mean, he does get burnt. You stand on my body and say, que carajo tengo que hacer? I think, I, think, I think you may be right. I mean, if he does get sacked, I think the, the logical choice, I mean, I, I forget throwing names, oh, you know, Bianchi or whatever. I think the, the, the logical choice would be to, to have El Tuca uh, uh, there. But I, I, I don't know, man. I just, I'm just, I, I don't, I don't want to do what we did last time where we burned coaches, you know, like, I mean, Teach deserved a lot more than that, man. I, it's, he got robbed. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, you know, he was not the person <clears throat> for the job at the time, and you know, he, like you say, you know, he's 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 a planner. He's he's a guy that can you know build from the and just build a foundation but, and go up. He's not I mean? a fireman, and they they brought him in to be a fireman, and it's just not who he is. And you're right, and and not only that, but 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 they burnt the bridge with him. With the way that they, uh, that, that they, I mean, he could have, he could have won against New Zealand. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, New Zealand, and then he would have had some time to, to work on the team. Um, but but you know, like my take on Osorio, I, I see the the siete cero. It was like the car crash, and then they they send the they send the person from the 
from the manufacturing company to go investigate it. And then it's like they had to issue a recall, but it would be too expensive. So, so it's just like you, you just wait to see so if there's fewer again. Yeah, so I'm at that point where it's like they, they should have issued a recall back then, but it was going to be too expensive. So they're just going to wait to see. Hopefully there's no more accidents. But All right, so here's my question for y'all. Okay, so y'all seem to be um, in agreement that, okay, it's a three and out. Y para fuera, he's, he's done. What if it's a three and out where – because they, they have New Zealand in the group, right? Let's say that uh, – and I forget, I forget how it is, but say that they you know, they, they, they beat, they, they, they they beat one, of the, one of the – but Portugal they only end up with – they end up with tied for, with four points, but the – but they're but they're done in by like a just a ridiculous goal. So and they they play well, you know they play well, but lose Portugal. They 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 tie the Russians and they beat uh, Nueva Zelandia, right? But they don't beat them by as many. Like say, oh, they beat them. I mean, I'm just throwing numbers out. It's not an indication of how I think. It's, say they went five and then, but the Russians beat them eight. Okay, so so Russia goes instead of Mexico. But Mexico Mexico played well in the tournament. They they you know they had. Moments that was like a unlucky or whatever it is. So there's still three. I mean, they, they didn't they didn't make the next round. So is that is that still a fireable offense? It does does the quality of play determine whether or not uh, on a three and out if he doesn't make the next round? Is yes. it? No, no. I, I think, think it so. does I, matter though. Like if we're talking about getting him fired or not, based on on his record in qualifying, he has to have a colossal failure. I think. So the, and, the car and, crash that that Joel was describing. Yeah, that, I think that's the only way he, because because going getting four points in in, in a in a tournament's usually enough to get by. Usually, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think was it yesterday, the day before? Um, I was uh, watching a uh, football picante, and, and I think it was what Faitelson, uh, Hugo Sanchez, Jose Ra, and I forget the other one. Al infierno, vete al infierno. <laughs> And they were talking, and, and one, of the, one of the panelists, you know, brought up a point. You know, Faisal in the way he is, but the guy, the other panelist, I forget, I forget his name. He, um, he made a, he made, he made a, a comment saying that you know Mexico, since in, in the last six World Cups, six consecutive World Cups, they have been able to advance to to the fourth game, which in itself is merit because there's even world powers that haven't done so that have failed in, in the group stages. You know, France, Uruguay, you know, Argentina, Argentina England, you know, stuff like England. Italy. Yes, Italy. So that level of consistency that Mexico has shown, because getting out of a group stage, especially in the World Cup, it's not easy. It's not an easy thing. Uh, you know, if you really think about it. And, and uh, you know, we keep talking about it, and he brought up a good point because we keep talking about oh, the, the, the fifth game, the fifth game, the fifth game. Well, what if we don't make that fourth game? So – to not make that fourth game, which is a semifinal in the Confederations Cup, I think is a failure. I, 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 think, I think they have to get to, to, to the fourth game, which is the semifinals in the Confederations Cup, because Mexico, I, I don't care who the coach yeah, is. The, I don't care the who big the coach And I'm not defending them, but the big difference is they would never have, well, they would never have a group like they would have in, uh, in the Confed Cup, in the, like the group they had the last time. Brazil, Italy, Mexico, Japan. I mean that's just. I think I, I think I, I think it depends on who's in the group now. In this group in particular, uh, I, th- I think I think in this case you're right. I think I think that they should be one of the top two teams that makes it out of this group. There's no question. 
I, I, even even last time around, John, I think that Mexico should have done it because, for one thing, we have we had we, I mean we had really one major uh, well they had you know the Italians had one major disadvantage playing in, in our hemisphere and not being used to the weather, you know, in our hemisphere. <clears throat> and, and, uh, I mean, I, re, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, obviously I don't remember cause I wasn't alive, but I mean, reading and, and stuff like that, that was one of the problems that the Europeans had in, in, the, in the 70, in the 1970 world cup, uh, was, you know, getting acclimated to, the to, the, to the heat and to the weather and the, and the humidity and all that type of stuff over here, you know? Um, but, but I, I think that, Whatever tournament Mexico is in, I don't care in, in what level or what tournament Mexico has to make it out of the group stages. I think I think we're better than I think that you know that that shouldn't be. It's like oh let's just go uh, to uh, let's just participate in this tournament. I mean we're not Guatemala anymore, dude. I think I think that that getting into the knockout stages that's where Mexico always has to be in the knockout stages. So regardless of how they play, you think that that's afuera. What's that? So regard regardless of how they play, the the quality of play won't matter to you. They have to get the result. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I want to you know the three Gs, you know, but you know. Well, let me let, let me ask you all this. Okay, so so say uh, they lose to the U.S., which is very possible. I mean, let's face it. I mean, the, the, there's no. I mean, that is a you know at best a sixty forty game in, in favor well, of Mexico. Which one? The uh, against the U.S. and the yeah, and it's right before the Confederate. Now at that point, would he have to, regardless of how they play? Have to make it to the next round in order to survive. Losing to the U.S. right before, you know, losing. I get. I mean, if I'm, if uh, or does if Tuca or, does, or or do they make the call that night and say Tuca? If I'm the if, if, I, if I'm the if I'm if I'm the federation and he gets and the U.S. does a nasty caso and they have a horrible showing in the Confederations Cup. I I mean, obviously, not as regardless of what I think or what what they what I feel. I think I think that federation is going to look other ways, uh, look to uh, to another coach. Uh, I mean, it's not the first time; it wouldn't be the first time. I mean, they got La Puente, you know, seven eight months before the World Cup in '98. You know, um, obviously, you know, Piojo also took the team late. You know, Aguirre took on the team See, late. So, so to me, it's the best of both worlds because, you know, if uh, if if Mexico plays well at the Confed Cup, then as a fan, you know, I I, I appreciate it, enjoy it, and you know, and you know. We, we we watch the games and they get to the World Cup and we panic for you know the, the group stage we make it through and then we suffer like 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 no fan suffers in the next round and uh, then you're in mourning for four or five days and and you're just disgusted with the tournament you can't watch but you can't look away so you have to like like you're watching but you're dead inside or they play poorly at the Confed Cup and they have to bring in Tuca and then. Duca goes on the ride of his life, and we all get to enjoy it. So, you know, to me, it's like it's a, it's to me personally, it's a win-win. I think you're rooting for, so, for Duca to come back. I'm not rooting for Duca <laughs> to come back. Yeah, you are. <laughs> if it happens, it happens. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying, Dan, is, is it is it uh, quite honestly, Dan? Do you honestly? I mean, what percentage would you put Mexico to to make it to the next round of the Confed Cup? I mean, it's 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 sixty to seventy percent at best. Who, who's in their group? Russia. I remember they're the hosts. Vale, madre. Uh, Portugal, and I think they have New Zealand. So, nah, they're gonna and, get through. And and uh, Russia hasn't been doing that good. Russia's terrible, dude. But and maybe not terrible. But they are but, the host. But it's in Russia. 
South Africa was yeah, the and, and we, that we didn't matter against South Africa either. So, yeah, but that's South Africa. But I mean, the calendar and Brazil. And Brazil. The the calendar is we we opened against Portugal, so that you know, a bad result could kind of was pretty much have. I think that one. No, no, I, no, I don't. That, I, don't think is, the, I don't think the Portugal game is the first game. I think that they get is. Russia first. No, nope. but that that's I think Portugal the last game. To exercise some demons. I think. Wait, I just had the I just had the page open. Yeah, come come on, Joel. You, I was it really? I thought Portugal was uh, was. Uh, well, you get a, you get a, you know, you 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 win that, or you or you tie it, and then you're you should be goal the rest of the way. That's the, so that's the key game. Here it goes. Um, if you could get a point out of yeah, that, yeah, Russia, because I mean Russia's host, so they're obviously gonna throw them New Zealand to help them. Oh, there's no question. So that's and that's what that's, I'm talking about the goal differential. What if Russia yeah. beats New Zealand eight nothing, Mexico could beat them five nothing? So June 17th, Russia opens up against New Zealand, and a day later. Portugal versus Mexico. Uh, and then our second match is going to be against New Zealand. And then we close against Russia. Really? So, oh, so they're playing for all the marbles in the last game. So that 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 is the that is the so it'll be that so they it won't be like in the last one where they lose the first two and then they're out because and they're playing Japan in a in, in a tramite. They'll actually have something to play for against the Russians. So so that's so the, so that's that's the whole that that's the key that unlocks this whole uh, puzzle for us then. Is, is is the 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 rush the rush those Russians again? They're behind everything now. Now they're behind Osorio's Osorio's future. Do you think they're going to be able to get a result against Portugal? I don't think it's going to matter because they're playing Russia at the end. Because I don't think I mean I mean you know what I'm saying? They're, they're going to have three points because they're going to and, and Russia's going to have four points at the most. You know, you know they might have six. In which case, you know, it's it's. Uh, but uh, but yeah, but I mean, the, the, there's there's no question that the, the last game is going to be, yeah, the, the game that decides everything. Interesting. So yeah, it looks like it like in. You might be looking at a scenario where Mexico would probably need a point to go to get to go through. Where right, Russia but, needs yeah. the win, or or maybe 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 the only way that either either of them get through is with, is with like for sure is with the win. So, uh, you know, it's, it's I mean it's it's going to be a knockout game. So that'll be. You know that that that's, that's like that's like playing Croatia. It's it's an, it was a knockout. That was a knockout game too. Of course, we're making the assumption that we're not that Mexico's not going to beat uh, Portugal for whatever reason. That could. I'm not making too. that assumption. I, I, I that, that's why I said like it's a good chance to exercise a demon. You know, like exactly. <laughs> and and that's why I'm hoping Rafa there. And then trolls everybody with a fake uh, handball, and then and then scores on a header in like in the seventy fifth yes. minute. <laughs> yes, that would be uh, that would be pretty funny. That would be pretty. That would be pretty epic if he did that. Yeah, because I mean, I remember waking up early that, that that morning to watch that game at my friend's house, and it was just like, like what the fuck was he thinking? So. Yeah, I, I'm actually looking forward to playing them. And my one of one of my uh, best friends from 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 high school, uh, oh, th- throughout uh, forever actually. Uh, but uh, he uh, he's a Portu- he's a big uh, Portugal fan. Is he Portuguese? Half Portuguese, half Irish, I guess. American, like, but uh, but yeah, half Irish, half uh, Portuguese. Interesting. So so you're gonna 
But I think what you're saying is that you really want to give it to him a little bit, a little, a little, a little, a little razz for. More than anything is to say, I don't see that team being that good. They're never... very defensive, but they have what's his face, and frankly, what's his face is uh... well, what's his face is better than any one of our what's our faces. So he's better, yeah, and he, and he can say that about everybody, pretty much. I mean, the, that said, you know, but like, it's not like we don't have anybody to to to, call, to cause them headaches. I mean, so I, and even yeah. back then, it was just something that I just I couldn't wrap my head around. It's like I'm like, why are they playing this team like this? Like, don't we don't need to be scared of this team? I was thinking about, oh, what's his face? Uh, actually, we were talking about him on, when I was on the show uh, here in Austin on, on Sunday. And the thing that impresses the, the, me the most is that he's been with Ramadi. Uh, it's going on 10 years now. It's, it's been a while that, that he's been with with, uh, with Ramadi, I think after the 2008, well, whatever it was, uh, but, but, but very close to 10 years. That is a long time for, for a player, especially an offensive player, to play for Real Madrid, a very long time. Not many guys have been able to have that long, that kind of career at, at that place. That's very impressive. He's really good. Are you talking about my tocayo? Yes. Yeah. As, or, or as, or as uh, Chicharito calls him, Chris. Well, I think when it's all said and done, uh, he's. I think he's going to be better than Stefano. Yeah, the, uh, absolutely. Man, I would have loved to have to have seen them play. That, that is like one of my uh, wishes is, is, is to see the, with uh, the Stefano and Pushkash and I forget what the other guy's name is just destroy people. <laughs> but, but, but here's what, here's what my thought on that, you know, uh, John. And you know, I love history and stuff like that. But when I look at photographs of Puskas and Di Stefano, yeah, and I and I and I think I've mentioned this before. There's a, there's this famous photo of them. They they're packing some pounds, and so apparently they're supposed and to still be like, just whipping guys. And they're supposed to be, you know, <laughs> you, you tend to wonder how either were they that just good, even not being physically fit, or was just everybody that bad? You know, uh, uh, when I did the uh, Copa America last uh, last summer, the the guy in charge was this Englishman who uh, worked. Uh, one of his first gigs in TV was one of those uh, like old timers game, and Bushkash was was playing. And he said, he said, he said the dude had the biggest beer gut, but but he said it was, it, it didn't matter. He said that nobody could take the ball away from him, and and he was like like either in his late fifties or early sixties. He said he was he was better than guys, uh, you know, that were twenty years old. So he was clearly even then the best player on the pitch, and it just didn't matter how big it was. I think in a lot of ways that you can say it was a different game because I. I know I've, I've uh, heard in different shows like where they talk about. Good lord! Someone needs Jeez. to meet their computer. Good lord. <laughs> carajo! I mean, come on! What I'm happened? Sorry, what dude. happened? Uh, it sounded like like a cat was being strangled. <laughs> yeah, I totally lost my train of thought. You were talking about Tuca and uh, and 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 what a what a what a great uh, acquisition he'll be there to to. To come off of the mess, yes, yeah. You know, it's okay. You know, it's okay to admit it, John. I mean, you can just because you're the host of the show doesn't mean you can't be biased. I mean, go ahead and. and well, be I, I, I did admit it. Like I said, to me, it's a, it's the best of both worlds. I mean, if look, I don't want Osorio to fail. I just don't. I, I don't root. Oh, for well, I think to fail. I think you're falling short though of being your. I think part. I think there's that part of you that's hoping. 
See, I'm, I can honestly no. say there's zero part of me that's hoping. I'm, that I'm not hoping at all, but all I'm saying is, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I couldn't, you know, if, I'm not saying that Duca would actively seek it out, because uh, I don't think he would, but if it did happen for him, that that, that that he ends up getting that opportunity, I would I would be absolutely thrilled. But, you know, uh, but, I, but I don't want the reason to happen. And that's what I said. It's the best of both worlds because if it doesn't happen, then I get to enjoy it as a fan. But if it happens, yeah, it'll, it'll suck. But, like, I know, hey, you know what? There's a chance that Duke could come in. And, um, and I would just be, I mean, just because just I've, you know, I've been a fan of his my entire life, it would just be, it would be great. But, I mean, that's the only reason. I just, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't wish anybody ill will in anything like that. But, uh, you know, if Duca ends up being the beneficiary of it, then the, that's, uh, that's great for Duca. And, uh, frankly, I will, I will enjoy that. And it'll probably be, all things considered, it'd probably be a good thing for the national team. It's good for the national team to have someone like him. Well, the way I see it is, is, is that to me, I don't think that there's there there, there are few players uh, in, in in Mexico or uh, or personajes, let's just say, that, that that have done as well as Tuca has as a, as both as a player and a coach. And uh, and to me, it would be it would be a just reward to say Tuca. We know that you hate them. Well, that we're going to let you come in. You know, the team's practically qualified. Just you know, win. You know, one out of the next whatever it is, and you're in. And then, and then we'll do the World Cup, and we'll do it like the like the European teams. We won't schedule any out of FIFA date friendlies. You know, and, and, and until we start scheduling our you know our, our warm up games that everybody does, and go 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 do the tournament, and you know, and he'll do it. He didn't have to. As long as he didn't have to do all the. The other stuff, and I'm sure that he would absolutely, uh, you know, have that opportunity. But I, I don't think it's going to happen, though. I think I think that Osorio is going to stay. I think that it's. Uh, I think that you guys, the uh, essence of what you're saying is right. Is is that there's uh, at, the, at this point, the the best thing for Mexico to happen is for Osorio. If, if, if Mexico's winning, if if Osorio stays, rather that's, that that's because Mexico's winning, and that is. Uh, I'm just really intrigued by by the idea of how he's going <clears> to. <throat> approach these games in the Confederations Cup, which is a good preview, you know, to, to the World Cup. Just uh, just to see what it... Because you know you're going to see a completely different team from one game to the next. That's that's a given. You know, how a team that's that's lined up like the one against Trinidad is going to... Like, who's he going to throw them? Who's he going to throw that team at? Because I, I have trouble believing he's, he's going to suddenly... Which is which is what I find funny about about the press and, and fans is that they continually complain about the rotations. I'm like, this is what he does. I mean, even with the goalkeeper, uh, is it scares me quite frankly to for him to to, to throw a, a team just as ugly looking as, as what he as what he did with Trinidad against whoever that's in our in our, in our group. I'm just like, man. Well, I mean, w- w- one would hope that. He knew that, that that having a team like this is about the only way that he would not be able to get away with it against teams that possess the ball better. I mean, you need you need players like if you play Portugal, you're gonna, you're going to need a, a, a Jonathan on the field because he possesses, he dispossesses and possesses so well. You know, the, can Molina do that uh, as well as Jonathan? Probably not. You, you're going to need like an Orbelin type to, to 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 make things happen. You know, when they're going up against guys that are. A little faster, you know, maybe a little bit more, uh, a little bit craftier than than, than that, what they might be used to. What, what but, did you uh, think of his performance? Whose Orbelins, where he didn't play at all, or, or or did he play? Yeah, he played. 
I, I didn't. I didn't get to watch. I didn't get to watch the game yesterday because I was busy. Oh, okay. Well, you're gonna have to go back and watch that. Your boy it, well, just tell me. Just tell me how he did. Just give me your opinion. My the 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 small moments that I caught. Uh, I thought he did. Uh, he did okay. He's got that pace. It's impressive. I think. I think he looks. He looks good with the ball at his feet. Yeah. If if he learns to to hide the ball a little better, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a really good player. That's what uh, Ronnie. That's what the, the guy told me that Bushkas did better than anybody was. Was it just they would not let anybody have a chance to possess? He just he just hid the ball so well that just he did. No no one could 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 get the ball off of him, even in his in, at his late age. Well, that's a good skill to have. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that, that's what I think. Sam West says that 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 is clear. That that is that is he does that so well, almost as good as anybody in the in the league. Although I think they asked uh, who was it. Uh, I think Pedro Bermuda said when they were asking defenders, you know, who, who's the hardest guy to to to, to guard one on one, and they all said it was uh, uh, La Chirindrina, uh, Damian Alvarez. Uh, the, I don't know how. I mean, now I don't know what would it would be, but uh, they said that he was just impossible to to guard one on one. He had a, he hit the ball very well too, but those two guys are, but but so Rubens for sure. You know, uh, Chaco Jimenez Ron had something to say about America earlier uh, earlier this week. I I saw I well I read it I didn't hear what he actually had to say though. Yeah, he was very polite. He was he was uh, you know it was. Un saludo para los huilos. Un saludo para los huilos. Señor, ¿quiénes son los huilos? Las huilas, las americanistas. So there you go. So so we think Ron. And we were talking about something <laughs> thinks that that he shouldn't have apologized. You know, this is a Cruz Azul thing. You know, and and it would be like it would be like the beginning of the beginning for the you know the 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 the, the Renacimiento Cementero practically. But then he apologized. <sighs> Missed opportunity. Hold on. Did he apologize? Yes. Oh, hold on. Let me let me try to find this. Yes, he apologized. I'm, 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 I'm with uh, you. I mean, you know it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. Why does he have to apologize? Yeah. It was funny. I mean, they, they, you know, they, they would say the same thing that, you know, to, you know, someone asked him about, you know, or, you know the, the other way around. I mean, it's just, it's a rivalry. It's uh, I, I think he, he doesn't quite totally erase the good deed by apologizing for it. <laughs> so but, you think this he, was a good deed? He, here's Absolutely. Absolutely. Here, here's the thing. Cuauhtémoc Blanco is the one that brought him over to América, you know, uh, from Veracruz. And obviously he didn't have that great of a, a career in, 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 in América. And he said it himself, lo tiraron como un perro. I mean, that was very San Canaca type of comment, like where, uh, you know, like, <laughs> me, me agarraron como un puerco, you know. I, I think I think he he's still a little jelly about the about what you know what happened with him in America. So that's my take on that. Regardless of what happened, though, you, I mean, you have ahead. to admit it's it's a funny comment. Like I guess for me, being a bit of a neutral, I appreciate the good comedy and and the good. Uh, yeah, it was it was a good uh, it was a good. It was a good jab, and the way he said it too. You know, he said it very, uh, you know, frankly, you know, like very much like a chilango. It was, uh, it was a good delivery. It reminded me a lot of that video that you posted, Ron, of the uh, the, the the Uruguayan who uh, has the uh, talks about the the some of the the Mexican idioms. 
Oh yes, yes. Yeah, you know, he like 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 the way that he would he would see would say the phrases just it cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was fantastic. You'll have uh, to repost that video because yeah, um, because because he speaks with, with, Uruguay, with, with his Uruguayan accent about the whole thing, you know, which is you know he's from Uruguay, and the, but then he would say but he would say the phrase say well you know you think it means this but it means this, and uh, and then he you know he'd use it in a in an example as a. You know, he's using it in a sentence, basically, just the way he did it. it was just—he's—he's. He's, it was really good. He's really good. It's—it uh, it was very funny. I highly recommend uh, give it a look. And some of those terms, I had no idea. Of course, I haven't lived there in you know thirty years, so. Well, though in Costa Rica, I remember using a word, a Mexican, like I guess a word that most Mexicans use, I guess, to describe something. But I guess in Costa Rica and maybe in other parts of Latin America, it meant uh, vagina. I'm trying to think. Concha? <laughs> I think that's too obvious, so I don't think it was that one. I, I don't know if, it, if, it, if they were joking or not, but apparently what I read on Twitter, like I said, I haven't, I haven't really done any – I haven't really looked to see if it's true, but apparently, apparently Messi told the, the official that Concha de tu madre or something like that. Yes. Is that, is that true? Was that true? That's, that's the rumor. I'm not – yeah, dude, that I'm that sure. word gets thrown around like it's nothing. That's that to, for an Argentine, that that, that that to us, that's like cabron way. That's it's just part of the vernacular, you know. I don't see the big deal of it. I'm just like, I mean, I, 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 did you ever see like that clip of uh, when River Plate was getting uh, relegated? That clip of Tano Pazman, you know, the dude that became famous in like you know he was sitting on his couch. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that, that's why I wanted uh, Chivas to, to, to get relegated because I knew that we, I would find the Mexican Tano Pasman. You know, <laughs> you know, you know where you'd find it, Ron. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have to go further than than this podcast. <laughs> I mean, the way he was talking was hilarious. He was asking, he was asking River Plate. It's like I'm not asking you to be Barcelona with 27 passes. I'm just asking <laughs> you to, you know, string up three passes, three passes. <laughs> it was, it was like, it was like watching a, 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 a human being go through the five stages of grief. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. So he became a he became a worldwide. It was a, that that one went uh, all over the world, right? Yeah, that was a, yeah, yeah. That is yeah. so mean of you, Ronnie. That, that that that's what you want for 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 your your fellow Chivas fans. You want I, them to suffer like that. I I think it's funny, dude. I think I think that you know he. Uh, I mean, like the guy became famous, you know, and like they still seek you know seek him, you know, because he's like the most famous River Plate fan now. Now, if that ever did happen, uh, Joel, I have to ask you a question. If, if it did happen, would they have to change the lyrics to this song to include "Y regresamos a primera" or you know, somewhere in the in, in the song? Excuse me. I said, would they have to change if 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 Chivas were ever relegated and they came back? Would they have to change the lyrics to that song to to, to as as no. a? No, or, would, or would it be Chivas's dark secret that everyone wants to forget? No, I don't. I don't think it'll matter much. You don't think it'll ever happen? It's some of the some of the leyendas of the Liga de de, de Ascenso. No, they'll still, they'll still, they'll still be, they'll still be legend, legendary. Um, yeah, no, funny, I, I mean, because look, look, River Plate, man, they came back pretty strong. Yeah, they gave my final for being relegated, but 
they're still better than than the you know than the bulk of the teams in Argentina. You know, you one know, thing I noticed uh, in watching qualifiers from around the world was how awesome and cool the old uh, like the Centenario. And, and they would like to play games at the Monumental and this, the, the stadiums in South America, just how, and even the one in Honduras, just how unique it was. And just, uh, you know, each stadium had a, a lot of, a lot of character and you could kind of identify where you were just by looking at the stadium. Uh, but then you watch the ones in Europe and you, you have to like, actually look at the score. Well, is it, you know, who's home, who's away? Cause all the stadiums look exactly like that. There's just no, there's no real original, Templates that they use in, in, in Europe as much as they do, and well, of course, the stadiums are older in, uh, in South and Central America. I just really enjoyed seeing seeing those stadiums being used. I just, it just, I mean, the the Centenario was packed. I think the the one in uh, in Buenos Aires was was packed to the Monumental. It looked, it looked great. Am I the only one that doesn't like the cookie cutter stadiums, or am I just? Uh... No, I'm with you on that. No, I'm with you. Yeah, that's why I'm so disappointed that the the last the World Cup in Brazil that they had to build all the stadiums. I'm like, they have they have perfectly good soccer stadiums. What's wrong with their stadiums? That, I mean, I know why, but it's just it made me sad. So, so is that why you love the the Puebla Stadium because it's like the antithesis of a cookie cutter? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you want a unique looking stadium, yeah, I mean the Chivas. Well, Chivas is a little, you know, I like the one uh, the the Torreon Stadium. It looks like it's really cool. Well, well, I still haven't gone. I, 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 John, one of the, one of the reasons why they're all tend to start to look uh, cookie cutter. There's a major architectural firm. Um, is it HOK or something, or is it somebody else? Th- uh, that they're one, they're one of them. There's like they're like, and it's like they do stadiums all over the world. So I think they do a lot of copy paste in their filings. Right. right. You know? Well, I mean, you know, they obviously know what works, and and I get that. Just it just seems like. Uh, you know, I guess for the like even even the new World Cup stadiums. I mean, they just you know they're gonna look they're gonna look exactly. They're just the, you know, they have that shell that goes around the whole stadium, and there's like a, there's a hole in the roof. So when you look on the inside, like there's just there's you know no, um, you can't see the city. You, know, you don't know where you are. It's just, it's just this big blob out in the middle of nowhere. The wife was impressed with the uh, the Omni Life, or really? was it Chivas Stadium? Is it Chivas Stadium now? Yes, it's Chivas Stadium. Uh, yeah, they she, she was impressed with it. They, it. It featured on an episode of. It featured on an episode of Top Chef, where the final was being held in Mexico, and part of the first challenge was, was actually in the stadium. Wow. So, and she's like, wow, that's a really nice stadium. I didn't know they were in Mexico. I was like, okay, I'm kind of offended by that, but all right. Hey, John, it's actually, uh, it's Hawk is one of them. Yes. The, the other one is uh, uh, Populous. Yes, yes, I know that was... But but HOK is is more uh, it's like North American and the other one is is European right? Yeah, I think they they merged or they they one of them does it, but it's they're basically the same, you know, hot right. sport, you know, whatever. Right. But yeah, they they tend to do a lot of cookie cutter stuff now. No, no, did 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 Chaco miss out on a chance? Did he? I mean, seriously, I mean, it could have been a legend. I mean, not that he isn't already, but I mean, he could have just you know solidified his status. You know, if they ask me again, I'll tell them just you know just you know. Just to really, you know, like they come and ask him again. It's like, yeah, you know, exactly. what about your coming? He's like, he's like, where are you going? He's like, I thought I told you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, you know, the the loudest cheer in in the last uh, eliminatoria was for Chaco. That's that. That's how things got. 
last one. That the loudest cheer in the Azteca was for Chaco. Oof. Joel, how does that make you feel? Huh, I'm sorry. What what makes me feel Chaco? Yeah, that that the, the Chaco got the loudest cheer in the Azteca in in, in the last hex. No, I, I mean I could see why he has a huge following. A lot of Chilangos, Cruz Azul fans. He's uh, always been one of those players that goes all out for the team. I remember him. Uh, he had like an injury, and he he went back in with his head bandaged up. You know, I was really hoping that uh, that Piojo would have put him on the Copa America team. I think that that would have been a, just a, a very nice little spot for 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 for, for Chaco to to, to kind of end his. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he was a natural. I might as well use him. He's still you know terrific. Uh, it was just uh, unfortunate that he that he didn't give me. He wasn't afforded that opportunity. I also found out uh, this afternoon that uh, the the Pumas forward, who's the leader in, in goals, caught uh, the FIFA virus in the ankle and is coming back injured, and he is in doubt for I'm not sure how long if it's for this game or for or whatever it is. So that is bad news for Pumas because they really don't. I think I think out of the however many goals he scored, he scored a, a, a bunch. Obviously, he's the leading scorer. So that is, what is he at? Eight or nine or something? Yeah, he's at. Eight, I think he's at eight. Yeah, he's he's been great. So um, not he's uh, ahead of the pack. Know, that... Well, or, yeah, or, but he but he yeah. we got a knock. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll be okay. Maybe just one of those things where you know he got the ankle and didn't play the second game. You know how you know kind of like how Rafa was. You know had the the bad back. I tell you one player who uh, I think I think got injured again, uh, unfortunately, and it just having just 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 a terrible season is uh, is uh, Raúl Jiménez. Just uh, he got, so he's probably not going to get used again. I mean, at this point, it's it's like well, why even bother calling him because he's just not playing and he's just totally out of it. It's, uh, very unfortunate I, for him. I didn't think he looked that bad though, to be honest with you. I mean. I think the lack of the midfield was the reason that he 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 didn't shine. But I mean, I mean he he was doing his best to to, to help create help create offense. I mean he was tra- he was dropping back all the way back to the midfield to get the ball. Man, I'll tell you what he needs. He he, he, he did some good crosses. That one one in particular that Chicharito should have should have uh, put in the net. <clears throat> So he played all right then, because I mean, because uh, I saw him uh, in the in the Azteca. He had, I mean, he had like one really good shot, and he should do that more often. But it just seemed like his 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 timing was just it just it just seemed like it was just off. It just, I mean, it was just you know he was doing things that maybe when you're a little out of rhythm that you'd normally do in your sleep, but it's, you have to get back. Your your muscle memory isn't quite there yet. I mean, maybe he maybe maybe there's some of that, but I. I I just I, I like how he looks on the ball all the time. I, but I, I the worst he, part is he got hurt again, and that's and that's yeah. going to be bad. That's going to be bad bad news for Benfica, or who have decided to not play him anyway. So, you know, now, now they have a more of a more more of an excuse not to play him. Well, this goes back to my point that I'm not sure if we talked about it on the show, but how I personally felt that him saying no to that to that China deal might have um, put him in in poor standing with the with the club. Well, yeah. I mean, the club was going to because that was their that was their chance to make money off him because he's been well, he's been injured and he's not really 
He's not going to be asking for for for. Yeah, his days. Gonna his days for he's going to whatever his contract is up is that's going to be the only time he gets or somebody comes in. Yeah, but there, yeah, that that it was unfortunate, and that was his uh, his agent. That was more. Do you think that was more of his uh, his agent doing that, or uh, or do you think the Chinese team really wanted him? It could be either or, John. It's hard to tell, you know. But the Chinese teams have been just throwing a lot of money, and uh, I don't think it's doing them any good. I saw a well, picture of one of the stadiums, and it's pretty much empty. So they're not uh, drawing the crowd. Now, as yeah, far as the athletes, the, uh, the the Brazilian uh, player that got the hat trick against Uruguay uh, in Montevideo was uh, he plays in the Chinese league. Oddly enough. <laughs> so they have been spending money on 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 good players that are that still have something to. I mean, obviously, he still has some. He's you know he's in his mid twenties, but uh, I mean, they just haven't used them as much uh, ever since that deal didn't go down. And uh, you know, they, so I, I, I'm you know it's uh, unfortunate, yeah. but I think you're right, uh, Dan. Yeah, and, and then I don't know if you guys saw some of the. He was getting criticized. He was getting called a tronco already. For Man, how he is, the national team. He is the furthest thing from a tronco. I mean, I mean, seriously. I mean, Wait, I, who are you talking about? No, well, uh, what I'm saying is, you know, yes, he's tall, but he has terrific ball skills for, for a guy. That's like, calling, that's like calling Ibrahimovic a, a tronco. Yeah. Right. Well, Jimmy Borghetti is he's still our all-time leading goal scorer, at least for for a couple more months, but even even if he gets displaced, he's still he's still in the top top three, and people are always calling him a tronco. <laughs> to me, a, a tronco to me a tronco is 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 a uh, is a what, uh, what's his name um, a sagi you know who wasn't really gifted with his feet, but you know somehow he was I don't know he just I just right time right place, uh, but like John said, dude, Jimenez. He can he can play out in the open. He's got great skill, uh, you know, foot skills. Um, he's he's, he's a real a, real athlete. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah there's no. Yeah, I mean, I, I think about Tronco like uh, like Eduardo Herrera or uh, Fonseca. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he, he, he just had so much heart. He just loved that guy. But uh, he had yeah, heart, because, but he was, yeah, he was a Tronco and he knew it. <laughs> You know, there, there there was a time where I thought Kikin was going to make a push towards the uh, uh, the goal scoring because I mean he I mean in a very short time frame with the national team he had like twenty something goals. You know, I think that was uh, one of La Volpe's biggest mistakes was not playing Kikin more because uh, he he, uh, he he just he's he just a great hustle guy. I mean, he, he scored a beautiful beautiful goal. Um, in in oh shit the last game uh, it's against like, Portugal know, no 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 well I I it was when the preseason uh, the last game before the World Cup oh against Holland not Holland um it was a, a match against one of the universities in uh, oh when they were playing like the University of Dresden Go, no Go, Gottingen Gottingen I think that's what it was right when when Omar Bravo who's five four like one hundred and ten pounds knocks <laughs> down a kid who's six because you know obviously it was it was a college kid. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the fans there, dude. A lot of the, the, the university students, dude, they were just in awe of seeing El Brody Campos there, dude. You know, they they knew they knew who El, you know Brody Campos was. You know, I, was, I remember that. They wanted he was a goalkeeper, Ron. What, what's that? 
They were odd that he was a goalkeeper. No, 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 no. They just remembered him from the World Cups, you know, and stuff I like know, that. I know, but they were probably weren't expecting it to be. Uh, well, to yeah, be he was. Smart. He he was a coach. He was a coach there, you know. Yeah, and both of these were like five four, five five at the most. Yeah, no, he's like five eight. <laughs> Yeah, and he, wears, and, and he wears sandals, dude, when he wears suits. Dude. What the hell, man? <laughs> man, he's, he, he's a – think of a, what we call him, a Brody. That's where he's from, man. He's a surfer boy. <laughs> and that's what Brody – isn't that Brody, like the like Acapulco Beach Talk? And then what that name comes from? I, I, I think that's – you know, there, there was a point where a lot of uh, – because before, you know, to mix English and Spanish, you weren't, no, you're not supposed to do that. But then somehow it became the in thing to do in Mexico. And, like, you know, they started using the lingo like Disneyad and... and Disneyad. Shopping. <laughs> el chopping. And uh, okay. el, brother, el brother. No, 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 no. Brody, brody is a surfing term from Acapulco. It's, it's what the surfers called each other in Acapulco. Yeah, brody. But I heard brother. I but, but it, brother, but I know, but it's it comes from you know brother, you know brother, right? Brother, yeah. But uh, it, it just, it just, it, I don't know. It's just one of those things that just you know, they they just mix up, you know, like you know, they just start talking in English. I guess to try to sound cool now. I, I don't know. Man, I got to tell you, for 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 as good as he was with the, the let's face it, the onslaught that, that that he had to deal with in in World Cups because guys are getting through. I know, I know that some went through, but man, he was fantastic. I mean, I don't know how many times on the Nescanto after a huge save would go, Brody, 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 just, you know, repeat his name and 20 you know times. What? You know what? I was a big fan, John, but I just, I still feel that that Adolfo Rios was robbed. That he, he should have gone to France 98. And I don't know if you guys remember Adolfo Rios in the Copa America 97, the game against Perseo especially. He yes. went up against he went up against Rorro, and he didn't let them score. I mean, Mexico lost, but he did a lot of one on ones with those two guys who were, at the time, you know, the best strikers in the world. Right. So you're saying from that one performance, he he, he earned the no, right no, to go to the World Cup. Had, no, no, he had been very consistent. Um, Where did uh, Rios play was, his club? Club was he the guy from Veracruz or was he? He was Veracruz, and he ended up in America, which. Ironically, because La, La Puente took him out when, when he took over the team. And then uh, later on, when La Puente went to America, uh, Rios was there, and Rios played a, a good part in uh, winning the championship with him. Um, but are, you, are you saying that Brody was unworthy of, 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 of he, starting? No, well, he had been really bad. I mean, he had been in the Chicago Fire, and he played really terrible. No, I didn't and, with the Chicago and, Fire. That was way and, after the World Cup. No, come and on. Then, I'm going no, to have Puebla? to bring... Was he not in Puebla, have... I think? In Puebla? Uh, I mean, come on, hold on, come on. No, no, was he... You got your timelines he... mixed up. No, he... Because he, he was in the Galaxy, he was in the MLS, and then he came back to Mexico. Yeah, but that was after That was after the World Cup. No, he came He came to the Galaxy in 96. No. What? <laughs> yeah, in, in the inaugural year. Played in the final. They, they lost to Washington... Uh, to Bruce Arena's Washington D.C. Remember the final? It, it rained. You're blowing my mind. What? Seriously? <laughs> I don't know if you're being sarcastic now, John. See, I don't know how if I'm if I'm <laughs> more impressed that, uh, that 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 you're that you're an MLS historian. What? <laughs> hey, hey, if this the league had started 
Campos came. I mean, you, you don't forget those things, man. Now, did he do a but, commercial where he's driving around for Nikes? Like, I can, yeah. I'm in LA and I'm, I'm, I'm anonymous, but if I'm in no. you know, my, my, my home, my hometown, I'm, I can't, I can't get through the street. No, he said I'm the Michael Jordan of my country, and then here I'm, uh, nobody knows me. But okay, here it is. Um, he had see here. I'm looking at his timeline. Uh, John, ninety six, ninety seven, Galaxy. 97 Cruz Azul, which I guess it was on loan. 1998 Chicago Fire. So he, he came up and did him a favor and and started MLS and went back to, to Cruz Azul. And then you, know, uh, you Pumas, could, you could Pumas, say all those. That's exactly that's right. That is the only team that matters with, with him. <laughs> is, is how he did. Is how, and did he end up in, the, in Atlante? Wasn't he Atlante? Yeah, he was in Atlante and then he. He finished off at Puebla. But honestly, I mean, you can't be that upset. I mean, you, no, I mean, I mean, I just, I just feel he wasn't, he wasn't playing. I'm not saying he shouldn't have been capped, but to be the starter, it, it was similar to when uh, they did it to Memo Choa when he, he was doing really good, and Aguirre comes in and he gives it to uh, Conejo. <sighs> that was rough. And yeah, Conejo did have a good tournament, but you gotta feel rough if you're Ochoa, you know. You're at the top of your game. You've been doing everything right. And well, who was the uh, who was the goalie during the, during? I thought I thought Campos was the goalie during the hex anyway. In '97, I I think he had he because I mean let me see going to '98. I'm pretty sure he was the goalie in the '97 hex Campos. Because if he wasn't, I would have said, "Who the hell is that guy?" And I, and I would probably remember that. But I'm pretty sure Campos played the '97 hex. I don't, I don't remember, but I think, but Adolfo Rios, because under, under, um, Bora, so Bora was using Rios and he took him to the, he took him to the Copa. Yeah, but he also took Dorado and he took Rafa and he took, he was, yeah, was that he, the one where he took all the youngsters? And Pavel, and Pavel, that's where he found Pavel? Was yeah, he the, took, a, Copa America? He, he took a lot of youngsters, which was the, the story back then was that, um, they were going to fire Bora because he, he left out a lot of the, you know, a lot of the players that were the more, the more known the name the players, and they said if he had a bad tournament, you know, I honestly believe that that should be the policy from now on. Is 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 to send a U twenty three team to Copa America and just, you know, se la juegan with the youngsters, and that's that. So, hey, and Adolfo Rios, he he came out of the Pumas cantera, John. See, Joel, you're. <laughs> You get the full one for that. <laughs> Sounds like uh, you know. Sergio says that that pinche brody always sounds drunk, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he is kind of the spacier of the of the three announcers on on, on TV Azteca. But you know, that's that's just Jorge. Now, wasn't he La Volpe's assistant also at one point? Or what, uh-huh. did, wasn't he the assistant in '06? Who? Brody. Oh, he, yeah, he was he was in the uh in La Volpe's coaching staff and he's the one that uh he gave he gave uh Quag the kiss of death. And Ronnie knows that story. I don't know if he's still here. He he can relay it to us. Yes, I'm still here. Yeah, Brody, um this was this was in uh this was before the Confederations Cup. Um 
Blanco Blanco was asking for, for some vacation time. Right, right, but it was it was Brody that. Uh... Ba- basically, what it, what it, what happened was that Brody went to the hotel, and Pardo was there, and uh, Brody told Cuatemo, uh, uh, saying that look, if you want your vacation, you can you can have it. Um, well, long story short, you know, long story short is that when it came time for the World Cup, you know, for the World Cup uh, selection and stuff. You know, obviously, Cuauhtémoc Blanco got burned, and one of the apparently one of the reasons was because you know he, you know, the press made it out. In fact, I, I still have uh, some of the the the, the uh, newspaper clippings. Well, of course you do. In the Citadel, no, they had Cuauhtémoc Blanco, like you know, when they were, when they were in in Japan, Germany and stuff like that. They had they had pictures of Cuauhtémoc Blanco on the beach and vacationing and stuff like that. <laughs> So, so he was doing what he was, what he said he was going to do, vacation. Yeah, yeah, and and obviously the press, you know, obviously attacked him for that. But you know, when Blanco, you know, said, "Hey, you know, this is really what happened," you know, you can ask Pardo. Pardo, you know, he didn't stand up for for Cuauhtémoc Blanco, and and uh, obviously Brody, you know, Brody was always he's never really answered that, you know, that that. But uh, Blanco to this day, you know, feels that he was, you know, he was screwed over by both. Or Brody and Pardo for uh, for not speaking up and telling well, see, me. You know, it's, it sounds to me that was that was more of a of a, of a Pardo thing, and, and Brody was just uh, accessory to the accessory to the crime because you know Brody would never do such a thing. Well, yeah, well Pardo wasn't going to miss his uh, his second World Cup because you know keep in mind you know Aguirre didn't use him for I, I don't for this, for, for, yeah oh two and and you didn't also use him for uh, oh uh, for ten. Right, yeah, he only played in 06. And then he ended up going to uh, uh, yeah, Germany. Not that Bob was a bad guy. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm blaming him. I'm, I'm kidding. No, yeah, he, he played in 98 and he played in 06. Right, well, it seems like, because uh, they had the Gold Cup thing, you know, you know, maybe in retrospect, you know, if Guao didn't want to do the Confederate, hey, you know what, listen, I, I don't want to do the Confed Cup, but, you know, let me, I'll take a month off, whatever it is, but I'll, I'll play the Gold Cup for you. Because I remember that Gold Cup team they had was, was horrific. And uh, uh, so, you know, Qual could have made, you know, maybe they could have worked out a deal there. It was, it was just a, just an unfortunate, you know, you don't ever want your, I mean, the, the whole thing with Veda, to, again, was just, you know, ridiculous too. You don't want your, you don't want to alienate your best players. You know, if there's something you can work out, then work it out, you know. Yeah, but according according to Blanco, he said that he hadn't had a vacation or time off from football in over, you know, five five years. So, uh, you know, he said he, he, he was wanting one, you know, but... You know, and he's right because I mean, I mean, he was a fixture on the. I mean, they played tournaments every year, whether it was a Gold Cup or the Copa Quirin or the, or what was the one in uh, in Saudi Arabia called before the Confed Cup? Copa del Rey Fat. Yeah, Copa del Rey yeah. Fat. Yeah, they played that. So, I mean, yeah, he. I mean, he, he's. I mean, he, he had a. He played a tournament every year for uh, for ten years. And, and yeah, and he also he was a. Uh, you know, injured for basically a year as well. You know, right? Uh, rehabbing and stuff. But yeah, they they've just you know, and I I don't know. I, I still think that uh, it, it's, I still think that he should have gone to the World Cup in two thousand six. But oh well. It was a uh, it was a dark day when when uh, when that was announced. Yeah, Bofo Bofo and Blanca should have been there. Bofo was on fire, man. 
Yeah, that uh, you know, and, and I don't blame I don't blame uh, Vasco for taking Buffalo either. Honestly, uh, you know, you need a wild card, and uh, he played it and it didn't work out. But I mean, at least at least he at least he tried. You know, I'd, I'd rather a coach, you know, go out on a limb and try something if it doesn't work. You know, instead of you know playing you know do something scared or 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 just, or just not try anything at all. You know, think that the same thing that doesn't work, you know, ma- magically works this time. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny. Uh, you know, and this is by his own admission. Aire, the second time around, he didn't know he didn't know the Mexican players anymore. No, he didn't. I mean, he, he was, was spending having, all his time in Miami. He was having to he was having to confide in in in, in Mario Carrillo, and uh, in in that and like for example, that's what that's why Ochoa should have been the starter also in in, in South in South Africa, right? But Yoko he went with his team. Uh, no, Vasco didn't know him. Right, Vasco Summit. Yeah, and also he went, he went with a guy that 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 was that was his security blanket. Yeah, that that was his keeper in, in Japan, and also for the right back, Carrillo was trying to say you got to take Gringo Castro, you got to take Ingo, uh, no, but he he didn't take he didn't take him. So I mean, there were there were a lot of you know guys that you know Carrillo was trying to to convince, but Aguirre is just like I think he just. I don't know. I think you know, I think Aguirre really screwed up. I think in 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 South South Africa. That's uh, yeah. Well, a lot of his decisions uh, when it came to that were were a little shocking. But the one that uh, I think Garrido also said that 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 he was uh, that he wanted Neddy on the team too. He said because uh, that he that he would he would he would have taken Neddy also. Believe it or not, Garrido. He thought that he, he thought that he still had. Uh, it's it's funny because. 2006, even though it was a heartbreaking loss to Argentina, you know, people still responded to the team. Same thing even in Brazil. People responded to the team. For some reason, the the fans didn't really respond too well with that team. And I don't know. I just Well, I think it's because, you know, if Chicharito starts and, like, like you know, they had Guilla Franco starting. So yeah. right off the bat, you got a guy that was, that was very polarizing that uh, – you know, and then that that starts, yeah. And instead of going with, uh, you know, with with the hot hand, who I mean, he was just, you know, just on, just on fire uh, at that time. And uh, he, uh, you know, there there were players that like 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 in the lead up were just playing terrifically well. Like we're like like uh, I remember Bernardo Medina was having the, you know, looking as good as he ever did uh, wearing Mexico, just, just you know playing. Like 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 not thinking. You could just tell that he was just reacting and not thinking, and it was it was totally working for him. He never he didn't see him in it. I just there were just some baffling decisions that he made. It was just it was just it was weird. And he was where you where did you get to go to his press conferences? Because I mean his body language, especially the last one, was I mean he was just like I mean, it was almost as if he said you're not going to win this game, so so don't even bother trying. I mean it just his body language was just horrific. Like he knew that they were going to lose. It was just sent a terrible message. Hey, um. Changing subjects. Did you guys uh, did you guys see the did you guys read the thing about Hugo Sanchez? Um, you know, I, apparently he he was on on talking with Serra and all those guys on the show, and he was talking about you know about him want, you know wanting to win, and he still has the illusion of coaching you know Mexico and winning a World Cup. Did you guys catch that? No. 
Did they give him the, the, the what, what reaction did they have? Well, it kind of it was actually a pretty good uh, episode. Uh, they were talking. Faito, uh, Son, uh, Chelis, Jose, and Jose Ramon were all kind of going at each other, and you know, and and, and you know, Chelis or Faitelson basically said that the Mexican coaches they like they, they 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 stay within their comfort, you know, that you know, basically mediocre. And uh, and Hugo Sanchez was getting a little you know heated up, you know with both you know more than anything with Jose Jose Ramon and he was you know bringing up the fact that uh that you know that he still has the illusion of wanting to coach Mexico and he's saying that you know you know that you know he's getting older he's getting older that but he still has that illusion but he doesn't know if he'll always have it you know you know obviously with with as he ages but he you know he was talking about alluding to that for Mexico to really change that everything has to be autonomous. The federation has to be completely autonomous from the league. The, 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 the officials have to be autonomous from the league and the federation and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, wanted to hear your take on that. Joel. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, was, I, I have to be writing something. Huh? I didn't mean to be rude. I'm going to admit, Ronnie, you kind of, you kind of lost me a little bit, you, you, uh, a little there myself. But uh, uh, maybe you could paraphrase what you just said. Yes, pa- paraphrase, please. Hello. I, I, I think we just upset uh, Ronnie Hoy. I think that Gen- gentleman Ron. We were I'll busted. Post, we we got I'll, busted for for not paying attention. <laughs> I'll post the YouTube link. I'll post the YouTube link so you guys can no, watch no, it. No, can you can you paraphrase, please? Uh, okay. Uh, basically, you know, Jose Ramon, Faelkoson, and Chelis, they were basically on, uh, was a football picante, and they were talking about, uh, you know, you know, obviously Mexico and, st- um, and the coaching. And, you know, Hugo Sanchez still insists that, you know, that, you know, they, the Mexican coaches aren't giving really an opportunity and, you oh. know, and they're not being supported. Um, so I mean, obviously, you know, it turns always into a, a fight, you know, a fuss there, and you know, Faitelson is always trying to troll and stuff. Yeah, Faitelson is 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 bad. Uh, you you know, I remember when Hugo was the coach, and and they lose, they they lost the qualification to the Olympics in Carson. Uh-huh. And uh, was saying he was going on a rant, and he was saying uh, a generation of players is lost. He said, uh-huh. uh, and he I'm wasn't, thinking he, he, he wasn't wrong. No, but how are you losing a generation of players just because they didn't go to an Olympic tournament? You know, it's you only guaranteed three games. I mean, it's not going to make or break you missing a tournament. You know, for, for many years Mexico would miss all of the all of the top youth tournaments, and and our selection still did good. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I, I don't think you lose a whole ge- – and, you know, especially, like, from the youth teams, it's only about, like, four or five players that make it. So is yeah. it just – right. I, I, I think you're, you're on to something because it, for, very rarely do you actually see a player going from the, from the actual, you know, 17 to the 20 to the 20, you know, 20, 23, 21. And, and that even happens in the Fuerzas Basicas where – you know the 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 team the player that was really good in like in the in the like let's say the ninety four category like I'm talking about the year that in the you know when they jump up another year 
they get, you know, another, another generation, you know, they get a growth, growth spurt or whatever, and they're forgotten. And I, so I, I don't, I, I, I think you're right that fighting system tends to overreact when they say, oh, we lost a generation of players. I said, no, because if you think about it, like the 70s, what is it? The, the team that went to the, 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 the first under 20 World Cup that they had, the one where Mexico went, lost in the, in the, uh, in the finals against the Soviet Union. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it was in the late 70s. 77. Uh, 77. Uh, out of that, out of that, I think there was only two players that actually went on to the national team to have relative success. Um, and obviously now, you know, with the, the 20, like the under, like the, the one from Peru, you know, Giovanni's. Yeah. Really, the only ones that are, that are still there is what Giovanni and and, and and Bella. Well, that's not true, though. I mean, I just don't want on the national team, yes, but I mean, there have been guys that have had serviceable, very but, serviceable uh, uh, pro careers. Well, Marquez, Marquez and Torrado, I know there was one or two more players. Yeah, yeah. But, but like their generation missed Olympics. Yeah, First but that a five team. That a five team. There, there's they had some good players. I mean, they have uh, Omar Esparza who still plays. Uh, Andrete still plays. Uh, the uh, Patricio Araujo still plays. Uh, there's another one. Evan, well, what, was, what, what, he was with uh, with with Pimenta, but, would you, what, but would you say that as far as that team? Because I mean, right now, technically, those players right now they should be what twenty eight, twenty nine, right? Right. So they should be at the peak, you know, years of their of their career. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I believe me, I agree with you. I, I, just, I just think that that team is a misnomer because you usually don't have that many players come out of a out, out of a of a team full of teenagers that end up being professional at any level. I mean, it just you know yeah. a lot of those guys quit the game. So for the fact that, that the O five team has had you know you know six or seven guys that had very decent careers, you know, and 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 a few of them still managed to make it onto the national team here, and then that's that 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 is, that that is not normal. From that team, home, Hector Moreno was on that team, if I'm not mistaken, right? No, was yeah, it? Yeah, I think he, he was. Yeah, he's, but he's definitely part of that genre. He was on the U20 so, for sure. So, uh, yeah, Hector Moreno, uh, it was Hector Moreno, Giovanni, and Bella. They're really the ones that are still national team material. Um, now, from the 2000, from the 2011, the one that went into Mexico, who, who are on that is on the national team right now? Nobody. I'm trying to remember. Nobody. Nobody. I mean, and I can't even think of, I mean, who out of that team? Uh, Carlos Fierro. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a prof- I mean, Marco Bueno, but he's, he's disappeared. They just they, it's. Uh, I mean, no nobody's nobody's left a mark. What wasn't uh, that the, the dude Chivas, the guy bold defender? What's his name? Uh, wasn't he on that team? No, Chaton. No, no, he was. No, uh, he was. Uh, he was on the. He was on the U twenty. He was on the U twenty. He was on the U twenty of that of that same year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, yeah, so but yes, even, even that generation, they haven't really uh, provided anybody. I mean, you know, Chaton and some guys, uh, you know, did okay for a little bit, but after that, I mean, they just got they kind of disappeared too. It's, yeah, because I mean, football. I mean, I guess in Mexico it tends to be like that. I, don't, but, I, mean, I, I think I, you can say that about anything. Cause, I mean, I mean, th- these guys are teeny. I mean, they could they could have already peaked at eighteen or nineteen. You you you, you just don't know. I mean, it's the same thing as college recruiting. I mean, how many eighteen year olds think they're going to be they're going to be playing in the NFL, right? And you know, the reality is that out of the, you know, and, and then they're sold to go to school to do that. And then out of the how many thousands of them, you know, only, you know, just a few hundred 
uh, have the opportunity. It's the same. It's the same thing. I mean, the, the, the I mean, uh, the the percentage would be about the same, I think, on the national team because. I mean, you, you you would think that maybe one or two guys will will will, will break through, maybe three or four. If you get through, and if you get, that's why that O five team I think was just is just, just so weird because you just don't see that from 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 youth teams to have that many guys still playing professionally. Uh, you know, twelve years later, it just it's not it's not uh, it's it's not the custom. It's the exact it's exactly what you were talking about. It just it just doesn't happen because you have guys like Oribe that that, that don't blossom until they're you know twenty seven. Or twenty eight. Oh yeah, that, I'm saying that that happened with Matador and stuff like that. And then right in the cases of like, for example, the Gringo Castro. I mean, the guy was he came out of the ranks. You know, he didn't. You know, he wasn't really one of the prospects with the, the you know with the team. And then all of a sudden, he you know breaks onto the first team and he just starts killing it on, on the right flanks. Um, and you know, he wasn't he wasn't in the he never really was part of the the Mexico you know, national team at the youth level. So yeah, I mean, look, look at Guardado. I mean, no one even, no one even gave Guardado a sniff. He, yeah. He'd never been capped. And then he went, and then, and then that was like, I'm going to put you on the senior team right now. I mean, how can, how can that happen? So it kind of makes you wonder just how political those decisions are. That, that a player like Guardado, who at 19 can be capped for the national team and not even at one point given an opportunity to play. For the uh, for the minor league teams, do you think Guardado will make it to five World Cups? Five? I'm not. I'm not sure he's going to make it to this one. To be honest with you, you don't think uh, so? Uh, I, I I think that. Uh, I mean, he'll probably be on the team. I mean, he's you know he's he's a terrific player, but uh, I think that one of the reasons Mexico did well against Costa Rica was that Guardado was not on the pitch. I think that, I think that Yona played would have would have played a little better than him. And Guardado has not been playing well for Mexico lately. So, no, I'm pretty sure he'll make it. I don't know if he'll make it to five, but uh, so this would be what his fourth one, right? Yeah. And he's just he's just 29, so he or, or I can't remember if he's so yeah. So he might he might make he would have to be just a straight up uh, defensive midfielder. That'd be the only way. He's having that kind of career where he where his where his positioning on the field is going backwards. <laughs> Hey, but it happens, man. If you can, if you can do it, why not? Yeah, because they were having a they were having kind of a heated debate about you know Rafa's you know possibly going to his fifth World Cup, and uh, the person that was actually advocating for him to do it, even if it's just there for one minute, was uh, Hugo Sanchez. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I mean he was getting he was getting heated, man. I mean there, that was it was fun watching uh, him. Amen. How cool would it be for in, like in Russia eighteen if Mexico's already qualified right and they play the third game and then they let Rafa come in and play the last twenty minutes, man? I'm I'm personally hoping that we don't have to that we don't have to play Rafa mm-hmm. in the World Cup because that I mean seriously I mean I know he's a great player and I know that you know it's it's debatable as to whether or not. Uh, it's it's between him and Hugo as as the best Mexican players ever. I think that, that that an argument can be made for both, and 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 both would have very compelling arguments. Um, and so if if he's still that good, then if if he's still better than anybody else, then he has to play. But does that mean that the other players are just are just not good enough to beat him out, or or is or is he just still that good? I I think at that point, uh, he's. He becomes kind of like a player coach, you know. At that at that point in his career, 
where, okay, he may not be able to give you a full 90, but even if it's 45 or even if it's 30 and, you know, he can, you know, guide the younger guys. I, 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 you have to take him because not, not, there's not all 23 aren't going to play. Right. You know? And, and I mean, you, we know this, we know this with, you know, Chiquis Garcia, we know this with the, Right, yeah, the twenty third spot is an honorary position. <laughs> yeah, so why not? You know, why not give it to a guy? Why not give it to a guy for who, who's quote unquote an institution within the 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 the, the national team, or give it to one of the younger guys? Because, like for example, in two thousand six, I was for having Giovanni, and I was there for you know for having uh, Giovanni and Bella. Uh, there even if, even if they were just there to, to 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 vacation, but at least they they would know what it would take the the pressure and what it would take to to be in the World Cup. You know, keep in mind Ronaldo, the you know, phenomenal. He was a, he was part of the two thousand or the ninety four World Cup. He didn't play. Yeah. You know, but come ninety eight, come two thousand two, you know, he he was ready. He he knew what was up. He scored a lot of goals. Yeah, he did. Even 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 uh, older, fatter Ronaldo scored a lot of goals in the World Cup. It's impressive, man. What a, what a I think guy. he's I, I think he's the most complete player uh, that I've ever seen. More than Messi, more than Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo. I think I think he's just the most impressive in terms of you know. There's certain things that Messi does better, you know, than Cristiano Ronaldo. And I think there's certain things that Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, does better than Messi and stuff like that. And they're both phenomenal, and they're, they'll be one of the you know all-time greats. These these two players. But as far as Ronaldo, he's already one of the all-time greats as far as I'm concerned. But well, he's the best the, pure scorer I've ever seen. But he, the, the guy, he as far as you know, playing with his feet, playing with both you know both feet, playing with the headers, you know, be, being able to dribble. Being able to, because he didn't, he didn't rely on on people. He can make his own plays, right? You know, I mean, he's not like he's not like you know, like a Jared Borghetti or, or even a Chicharito. You know that you kind of need a little help to make those plays. No, this fucker can make his own plays. Yeah, his finishing and, is, is is outrageous too. I think that that's what he could he could get service, like you said, make his own plays. But what made him so special in my mind was that he just he, he finished. I mean, he was he he he, he was going to score if he got the chance. However small it was, you know, the nine times out of ten he was going to score. He was just terrific. He was so, so good at that. I I, I remember being in Dortmund, dude, uh, for the for the Ghana Brazil game in in '06, uh, and that's when they beat Ghana three three nothing. And uh, you know the fans, his own fans, they were basically chanting, you know, something about you know I, I forget what the it had to do something with his weight, you know, Gordinho or something like that. But even with even even uh, Ronaldo in 06 with the weight problems that he was having, dude, was fucking amazing. And and I remember that little, you know, the goal that he scored against Ghana, where he basically Kaká, uh, if I recall, basically threads the needle and 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 and, and he breaks, you know, the the the, the Ghanaian defense. Right, and and he's you know running you know basically one on one towards the, the 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 keeper, and he does one of those little you know Mickey Arroyo tries to do this all the time with those little you know uh, step bicep, overs, right? Step overs, and you know when like Mickey and them do it, it's so telegraphed, you know. But 
when like you know Ronaldo did it, dude. It it just looked so graceful, dude. And keep in mind, dude, I'm I was sitting in the in the press uh, seats, so I mean, I I kind of was like almost in the nosebleed sections. But even you know, even being that far away, dude, it looks so graceful the way he did it, dude. Where I mean, he just fooled and broke, you know, the the keepers, you know, uh, uh, hips, dude. I mean, it was just a beautiful goal. And I I just like I said, dude, I, I think he was just an amazing, amazing player. Yeah, well, he's the uh, the all time World Cup, or I guess I actually close no, so finally close passed him. him. Yeah, close him. Yeah, passed him. Surpassed him. But he still uh, holds. Uh, well, I guess the. Uh, in, in the modern in modern times, uh, has has scored the most goals in a World Cup since like Gertie Muller. So that uh, that that is that is high praise indeed. Uh, eight goals he had in that O two World Cup. That is, you know, most most guys end up with five, and they're and they're the leaders. So he had eight goals. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the only major trophy that he did not win was the Champions League. Correct. Yeah, I think you might be right because I think that all those uh, Real Madrid teams just always came up short. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, but I mean, he won everything. He won confederations. He won Copa Americas. He won obviously two World Cups. Um, you know, I know he won leagues in in in, uh, in Spain and and I think Italy, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I think the only one that that he never was able to win was the Champions. You know, one thing I I, I do want to mention before we uh, close up shop here is, uh, you know, there is a team that's mathematically now in the World Cup, and it's and it's of all teams, Brazil. I know, I know. Who have who have who have obviously are starting to remember who they are, and are starting to play. You know, not not the the poetic, you know, you know, blah blah blah. But I mean, but but more offensively, which is what I mean. You guys, you have the best attackers in the world. It's it's like Argentina is the same way. It's like how how can you not just. Uh, you know, you know, you have the the most talented teams just possess the ball and then try and take it away from us, and we're just going to score against you. And just deal with it. well, it, it's funny because now Argentina sits in the fifth spot, right? They're and, in trouble. Oh, they're in huge. They're in big, big trouble because I mean, I was actually looking at this earlier today. Brazil's qualified. Colombia has twenty four points. Uruguay has twenty three points. Chile has twenty three points. Argentina has twenty two points, and then you have Ecuador with twenty. Peru with 18 and Paraguay with 18. Bolivia and and Venezuela they're already eliminated. Okay. So you know what's going to happen, Ron? But but, but he, New Zealand's going to make it through again, thinking they're going to get like a Paraguay or a, or a Peru. They're going to get Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would suck. Because here here's the thing for the next for, for the next qualifying uh, matches, you have Argentina's going to play Uruguay and Montevideo. And then they play Venezuela in Buenos Aires, but I mean, Jesus, that, that is that is, in my opinion, the roughest game on the planet. When oh, Uruguay and Argentina, and especially in Montevideo, I, I I just think that that is that is the, to me the just the 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 toughest. I, I don't. I don't think any European uh, game would, would would match the intensity of of, of a national. I, I, that is, the, and it's just right across the river from each other, right? So it's like that. Yeah, that that, that to me is uh, is just a huge, huge rivalry. Uh, I don't think that there's a game that's uh, that is as bordering on the edge of becoming extremely violent as, as, as this game. I I, I was re- I read a, I was reading some tweets and. Uh... You know, obviously Messi suspended four games. 
But that is uh, so ridiculous. I mean, he didn't. I mean, all he did he did what what any player does at the end of a game is go go yell at the ref. Well, you tend to wonder because keep in mind, Grondona's not there anymore. He's not. You know, they don't have Argentina doesn't have a, a FIFA exco. Uh, you know anymore? Right. So you tend to, you tend to wonder. You know, you, you know how do you remember when Cabrito Arellano was uh, suspended. Yes. And basically it was political, you know, political, uh, you know, from Jack Warner trying to basically, you know, basically try to screw over Mexico and Mexico had to concede a couple of things. That was uh, like in, in Costa Rica, right? Wasn't there like a big fight in Costa Rica? And yeah, yeah but, uh, but he, they, this, this suspension came way after the fact, like it, it came like by surprise. And, you know, obviously Mexico had to, you know, quit their shit. And, and and basically, you know, fall you know fall in line, and then they reduce Cabrito's uh, Cabrito's what do you call it uh, suspension. See, this is and, and this is Ron exactly what uh, what Liga MX should have done with the, with with uh, that stuff about the being suspended for a year. You, you you do what it says, and then in a month you say, hey, they they the suspended sentence. They'll, you know, they're they'll be back on it too, or whatever it is. And no one bitches. No, it just it's just everyone forgets, and and it's just yeah. So. So, so I, I mean, I'm wondering if this is some way, somehow, trying someone is trying to leverage the AFA, you know, to do something or to, you know, because it, I mean, this is really excessive. And it was FIFA that did it. It was a FIFA ban. Yeah. So maybe I, I, maybe they're sending Messi a message for the uh, for the tax evasion. I I, I don't know. I I just think I I, I don't. I don't believe that this is just for the sake of the beauty you know, of the game. I, I, this happens, like you said, every fucking game, at the end of every game. Yeah. And, and for something, and if it's true that he said like concha de tu madre, I mean, if, if, that, you, if you see a timing sheet, right, uh, a timing sheet, and like it'll have like the, like the, the schedule of what happens. Like here's the national anthem, you do this. Here's the game, and then like the very bottom it says, and then for the you know after the five minutes, the players get to yell at the refs for five minutes, and then everyone walks off. Yeah. So so he said something uh, a little uh, unsavory coming out of his out of, out of his good Christian mouth. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, it's uh, I think I think it's outrageous, and uh, I I figured that he would be suspended the Bolivia game because I'm sure Messi didn't want to play in La Paz, and frankly, uh, you know, that's uh, so that one didn't surprise me. But but the other three I thought were I thought it would have been this one, and then the next trip. But uh, now, hey, one, one question: If Argentina gets, if Argentina doesn't qualify to the World Cup, can ooh. you say that this is the end of Messi? Well, yeah. I mean, he would. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm honestly surprised that Barcelona has, has has hung on to him as long as they have. <laughs> is that Tano Pasman? Yeah. Did you, did you get a record? <laughs> so anyhow. No, because it, it's funny because I, I think I think you know down the road, I think the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo was able to do win something with his national team, and Messi, you know, not, I, I think that that may play more in favor to to uh, to Cristiano than, than than Messi. Yeah, no, it's I mean I was on the national team stage. There's there's no question, but. Uh... I mean, I, I just always thought that Barcelona—they've always been so shrewd with their with, with, with when they when 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 they uh, 
make that generational change on the when the, when they you know swap out their superstars. That uh, you know, it seems like like usually a player like I guess because he's been he's been so good, but usually a player like Messi, they kind of you know you know they'll sell to uh, Chelsea or somebody you know for an outrageous amount, and, and then go get the next uh, you know twenty two year old phenomenon that that. Uh, or however old they are, and then they'll, they'll have them for the next one. This is what they've always done. It's, it's, it's really surprising to me. But I think, yeah, there's no question that if, if they don't qualify for the World Cup, I mean, how can you go from making finals in three consecutive tournaments and then not playing well? I mean, let's face it. I mean, Argentina uh, just has not – they have they, they play poorly, and they, yet, yet they still win. And, 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 I mean, is that a testament to how good those players are, or, or is it an unfair expectation on us knowing that they have such uh, – you know, on paper, easily the best national team on the planet. Yet, 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 we have this like this romanticized version of how they should play, and they're not meeting up to our standards. So we think that they play poorly. Yet they still make all the finals. You know, it's just it's so bizarre. I, I think it has to do with the. You're right. I think that on paper they have, you know, man on man, they have the best national team in the world. I just, I just, and this keeps me going back to to the new way of coaching where, you know, coaches don't want to rely on the actual players. They actually want to rely on the systems because they don't want to, like, you know, Diego, you know how they used to say, uh, what was it? Diego Independiente right. or Cuauhtémoc Independiente or whatever. But, but that's the problem, though, is, is that they may have, whatever their system is, their system is basically give Messi the ball and let him try and do it, let him try and do it, and we'll just watch. I, I, that I don't, is the Argentina formation that they. I, 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 I don't think. I, I think that's that's the simplified version. I don't think say give it to Messi. Uh, I think what people are frustrated when they see Argentina is that you're not seeing Barcelona. But you know, keep in mind Barcelona and they, these guys have been playing together for for ages, and they see it every day. I think that's the frustration. I I, I just think that that Argentina. In terms of the national team, I, I don't think I think they've lost their system, their way of playing. Uh, and they're 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 going the, through what uh, what Brazil has uh, has gone through, and it looks like Brazil is starting to understand that they just need to be who they are and, and play who they are instead of trying to adapt to what you know the coach has done or, or or how they play elsewhere. Just you know, just be who you are. I I, I am a firm believer in this that. You know, you keep in mind the last three World Cups have been won by Europeans. You know, it's unfortunate. Uh, it's unfortunate, and and I don't, and I and I think that that you know that's going to continue to happen because you know the teams from Latin America are at a huge huge disadvantage. Are at a huge huge disadvantage because you know, and that's why I've always said that Mexican players don't need to go to Europe. I think it's it's it, I think it's it, it, I think you're selling people. Uh, you know, a fairy tale that oh, okay, they're going to go over there to Europe, and then all of a sudden they're going to get all this abundance of knowledge and and stuff like that, and they're going to come back and and they're going to make the national team better. There, there's there's there is value in having your teams readily available in your country where you can you know train with them and play and stuff like that. You know, the the, the coaches from South America and now even now in Mexico, they 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 don't get to see their players you know a lot. And that, I mean, and keep in mind, and also keep in mind that you know, the Europeans they play qualifier, European qualifiers, and they also play World Cup qualifiers. 
you know, uh, whereas like, for example, the South Americans, they don't play continental qualifiers for, for, for like, you know, the Copa America. It's just, it, it, it is what it is. So I think that's also an advantage that the European players have that, you know, obviously they're playing, you know, in their countries or relatively close to their countries. Uh, you know, they're, they're better organized. Um, and I, I just, I just, I just see. Right. Latin they don't have to travel 18 hours to play. Again. No, I, I just see, I just see, I see this and it's unfortunate because I think that on, on skill alone, I think Latin American players are, are the best in the world, but I just think that organization right now is one of the things that's keeping the European national teams, you know, at a, at a slighter, you know, advantage than, than the South Americans, you know? Right. Because, you know, up until, you know, maybe 82. a little sooner for Brazil and Argentina, but I mean, for, you know, that really, really didn't the, happen until the start of the 21st century where you start seeing the vast majority of, uh, of non-European teams had most of their players play in Europe. It, it's funny because 80, 82 was really the threshold. That was really the year, like the before and the after of, 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 of going to Europe and, and, and not, you know, uh, and, and uh, I think, and it's funny because that I mean, really to many, that's really when football died. Cause I mean, I mean, Brazil, I mean, Brazil for that world cup, they 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 were they could they could have advanced, but they still kept playing. You know, against Italy, they still kept playing. They, they you know. Um, oh yes, I, I I remember that game clearly. Yes, well, clearly. I mean they they did what Brazil does. They wanted to play and play beautiful, and they wanted to win and score more goals. When you know, in retrospect, that you know, if if if, uh, if what's his name Tala, uh, the coach. Uh, no, Tela Santana. Tela Santana. If he would have, if he would have, you know. The, yeah, but there's it, a big, big difference in that game. Was was that uh, was that Brazil had to play catch up because every time that they would tie, Rossi would get another one. And I mean, I'm I mean, I'm going to talk in like 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 five ten minutes later. So like they they played the entire game from behind. They just yeah. they, it was it was stupid mistakes too. I mean, they just one of them was just really really bad. But yeah, it was. Uh, but that team of uh, only four players uh, played uh, abroad. Everyone else played in Brazil. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it was, it was definitely, you know, that was one of the things that honestly surprised me about Mexico in their game against the Azteca was, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, like, like, a, like a player like Yona was able to, and Chicharito both were able to go the full, the, 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 the full 90. I know it was very obvious that they, that they slowed things down, but uh, they, they really did well. I think that, uh, you know, time will tell us to whether or not the Azteca will, uh, you know, will, will become what it once was, but uh it was very apparent in the second half that with a 2-0 lead at the Azteca that, that Costa Rica was – they said, that, okay, enough's enough. You know, we're going to – we're gonna, as Joel said, we're going to make sure we don't get uh, – you know, we don't get into a situation where we have to worry about a tiebreaker. And they were happy with the 2-0, and they moved on. Well, we should probably move on, Ronnie, because it's, uh, it's, it's getting kind of late. One last thing, one last thing. One last thing. If Mexico, <laughs> if, if Mexico wins, if Mexico wins and beats Honduras and beats uh, um, the U.S. The U.S. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they, they qualify for for Russia. They would uh, qualify, man. I mean, it would depend on if the if 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 the uh, if the fourth place or the fifth place team still has four points. Okay, so but basically they would at least uh, they would uh, uh, ensure at least the the the, the, the inter confederation playoff, right? Right. All right. Okay. Okay. Never mind. So I was just thinking that in the event that Mexico does qualify to Russia by that event, and and, and Osorio fucking bombs at the uh, 
at the. Oh, it would be it, it would be perfect for Tuca to come in. I mean, that would that would be like the <laughs> ideal Tuca situation. You've already qualified, you know. So you yeah you have to, you have to be qualifiers, but I mean it's done, it's over. So just you know well you know you can start you know doing what you want to do with the players, get to know them, and you have and you have a year, and then and then you know, like I said, we'll just we'll just do the fecha FIFA dates, no moleros. You know, he have to he have to he have to he say he'll say you know what I'll do it, but I want a no molero guarantee. Is, is, is what Tuca would say. A no Moleto guarantee. And then he gets it, and then he coaches Mexico in the, uh, in the World Cup. And, 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 and then the fifth game will forever be known as the Tucaso, because he, he would be the one to get, to, to, to get us there. Well, one can dream, John. One can dream. El, el Tucaso Eterno is, is what hey, it will be known as. I don't, I don't know if you guys knew. I don't know if you guys knew, but Mexico's match against Portugal is going to fall on the one year anniversary oh, of the Boda Ruja. Yeah, yeah, of the, oh, the, the Red Wedding. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the irony. So it will be interesting what happens. That is very interesting. Wow, so it's on the right smack on the one year anniversary. <laughs> the, the saying is the football da revanchas. Yeah. So there, there we go. Again, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, in all honesty, and I know that I have a big, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big Tuca guy, but. I really want Mexico to do well in that because because I mean if they do well then then that, then that opens up a, a real good opportunity to get a cabeza de serie because I think that by that point they'll be ranked probably in the top you'd know, be real close to getting a, a top seven uh, a FIFA ranking and that would be absolutely huge absolutely I mean that would just that, that, that it would it would be man and you know if they're playing well it just it would be terrific so. I hope, I hope I hope it happens. I hope, I hope they can they can at least uh, get out of the group stage, and then you know whatever happens happens after that because you get two more games. So, and then you'd go up against either uh, Germany or uh, Chile. So maybe they can have a double revancha, Joel. <sighs> double revancha. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see about that, Jon. We will. It's uh, obviously we are. Uh, it's, it's it's gotten late, and we're we're of the. Uh, Everything we took is starting to uh, to uh, affect the way we were thinking. So it's probably time for us to get off the uh, off the off the Cantina Mekis podcast. Yeah, I, I Cantina, man, for the first time, Chickies. We so we went as long for you to drive down to San Antonio and back, and the podcast was still on. <laughs> I, I kind of got Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome, John. I've been, I've been trying to leave for the past hour, and I can't. Well, you, you, you know why, Hoes? Because it's because you can't quit us, Hoes. Is what it is. I need to get that clip. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I'm driving like an hour. I'm driving, driving kind of far, and it's like you're in the car. Yeah, right but now? it's okay. There's no, no, no. I'm after the sense. No, but but the good thing there won't be traffic. But I should no, have been halfway there by. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, well, we should probably go. Chiquis, uh, th- uh, thanks as always for setting this up. This is uh, we had, uh, and, and we have to thank Wiso Vasquez for joining us. Joel, were you uh, were you instrumental in making that happen? Yes, I was, sir. But yeah. but also you, John, because uh, uh, John opened that door, and then uh, we were just we were chatting right before uh, right before the podcast, and I'm like, hey, I'm about to go in the podcast, and uh, he's like, oh, he, you know, he remembered, and he's like. You know, bring me on. No, it was great, man. And, you know, and, and what, what I liked about it was it, it was uh, you know we saw a different side. You know, not we saw the you know the host of the show. You know, he was you know giving us some. No, his, really enjoyed that. 
Yeah, also the inside, because he had been at the, he went for the game, so. Right. Just having having people at the game and. It helps. You know, it could just offer little little insights there that we don't normally see. No, it was it was good. <clears throat> Hopefully he'll uh, he'll he'll. What we need, what we need to do is have the have the the cartoon crossover, but we have, but we know we have to be very serious more on because on the, their their shows are very serious shows. So it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so you we, you've been there before, John. I have. I was. I had to be very serious. I only. I only. Uh, I only made fun of Johnny for being an Americanista once. <laughs> I, I, uh, I was. I was there early on. It's been like maybe three still, years now. I still. I, I feel kind of bad when we had Johnny Rico on, and I asked him if because uh, he's talking about how his, how his grandfather became an Americanista, and I, oh. <laughs> and, I, and I asked him if his grandfather had become an Americanista before or after he'd gone to prison, and <laughs> I feel bad that um, I asked him. That. Oh man. Doesn't, uh... <laughs> but uh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, congratulations on getting the contract, man. That is awesome news. Uh, hopefully... Thank you. Yeah, Ron. Thank you. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll hear one of the draft guys. Man, there's a taco truck outside the convention center that is just killing it. You know, we'll we'll know that they're talking about you. Of course, yeah. I'm assuming I'm assuming it's a taco truck. Well, technically, we're not we're not uh, this this was open to both food truck vendors and restaurants, so. Um, you know, we, we basically put in, you know, the name on in our head and, you know, they saw our references and stuff like that. And, uh, they said, yep, you're, you know, we can use you guys for, a, so, I mean, there's actually a booth, so you'll be able to go in there, sit down and stuff like that. So it, it's, it's, it's not like you're going to have food trucks out there. I mean, th- th- there's going to be like, you know, like almost like a fan fest type of thing where right. there are booths and stuff like that. But, you know, obviously we'll get our name out there, you know, be exposed, you know, expose our name a little bit more out there. Well, that, that that's awesome! Congratulations on that, Joel. Uh, I know that the, that your food truck uh, was a, was a, came in a, in a close second to to, to getting some uh, some stuff there in LA. So we won't uh, we won't we won't bring it up. <laughs> but uh, no, but Joel, that's uh, you know I, I'm 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 kind of surprised that that at, at both of y'all as far as your uh, your 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 pragmatism toward uh, what's going on. That, that's the only way you can look at it, is just you know let the guy do do what it does, and you know if it works out, great. But you know, oh, there's always a chance that 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 it's going to end horrifically. Let's just let it end horrifically way down the road. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if if Mexico was going to change coaches, that would have happened right after the the Boda Roja. They didn't, so now we just have to wait. But you know, at the same time, we waited. It's not like I want him to fail. You know, I, I no. might have I might have like a negative opinion. But I still want the team to do good, and and I want, you know, I, I want, I want him right, to succeed all, we, to, to that. But I mean, if it does happen, then it's like, oh man, <laughs> like, like to, I've seen this before. Yeah, and we have, you know, all of es us película. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the directivos, I forget his name, and he said, um, he said Mexican football is is like a novela. You can stop watching them, and when you when you start up again, it's it's going to be the same thing. It won't take you very long to figure out what's going on. <laughs> so that that's kind of that's kind of become my take as well, you know. Since right. I've gotten older. No, it's uh, it's uh, there is some truth to that. Although although it, it does seem like it's a maybe things have gotten just uh, maybe maybe a weensy bit more professional, but. Uh, 
you know, we'll, we'll know what happens when the, when the sense happens, if, if the teams that win, that win actually come up and if the ones that lose actually go down. So that's always, so it's always a good barometer to see where they are on the, on the Liga. But gentlemen, it's uh it's been, it's been a lot of fun. We should probably uh, say good night. Uh, Chiki, thank you very much. Yep. Thank uh, you. Good yep. Ron, uh, congratulations again. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again. Yep. Thank you guys. And uh, Joel, uh, again, I, uh, I I I congratulate you on a uh, on another uh, sound uh, pronostication, as it were. <laughs> on, 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 Thank on you, how, sir. How things went. So, so uh, it's, it, it, it's it's like you've seen this before. So anyway, thanks everybody. We really appreciate y'all joining us. I know we ran a little long, but uh, I mean, I mean, honestly, when we start talking, I mean, you know, the conversation is so good that we just don't want it to end. So, uh, but uh, we do have to uh, put it to an end. But again, you can listen to this version uh, of of the show and all our previous editions uh, in uh, the podcast center on iTunes, and of course, also on Google Play. And catch us every Wednesday night, uh, about nine thirty p.m. Central uh, on YouTube on the Cantina and Mackey's channel. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll talk to you guys next week. Good.